This is an emergency broadcast from Radio Free Istvan. All Imperial forces, stay away from Istvan 5. The fort flooding in of a massacre on the Black Sands. Horus has revealed his hand and gathered yet more traitorous Primarchs to his side. Ferris Manus is dead. Vulcan and Korax are missing. Stay safe, brothers, and stay away from the Istvan system. The Emperor protects. What's going on, Radio Free Istvan listeners, and welcome to episode... 95 of the Radio Free Van podcast, a Horus Heresy 30K podcast. We want to dedicate this episode to little Coquito, who didn't make it through his United flight. Poor little guy. Just want to let you know that we do care about animals out there. So, My name is Michael. Got my co-host here, Derek. Let's see what's going on, Derek. How's it going, everybody? And my other co-host, Scott, who's looking confused as shit over there. I mean, who knew French Bulldogs needed oxygen? Fuck, man. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a fucking airplane attendant, not a vet, okay? <laughs> you know, there's... We just, we couldn't know. They couldn't have known. They just had to read the sticker on the compartment. <laughs> Maybe they didn't have the right biology teacher. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, we also got... They power- apparently didn't fill out their fucking combined, or confined work paper place permit like i have to work they didn't have a fucking rescue ranger and a whatever they call that a buddy you got to have a a hatch buddy that sits by the hatch make sure you come out and that voice you heard was powerful ryan go say what's going on ryan hello everyone and this episode guys is the listener episode so we dedicate this entire episode to your list to your emails to your voicemails uh, things get backed up when we do the Legion episodes. I mean, that's just how it happens. And so y'all are probably going to get two episodes worth of voicemails this episode. And there's a ton of them. There's a whole bunch. So I'm super excited for that. Dope. Uh, we're going to do our hobby progress like we normally do. It's going to be hobby progress. We're going to go into some voicemails and then me and Ryan are going to go eh, through some list for you guys. A whole bunch of them. We already did six, but we pre-recorded it. It was pretty cool. So... But yeah, that's what we're going to be doing this episode. Sounds we're like fun. All fucking just hearing the news about this poor little French bulldog who got stuffed in an overhead bin. And we we're kind of talking about how United probably, Ryan, I think you said this, probably like the number two worst job to have in the world right now is being the United PR person. Well, that or like it's one, two, it's one A and one B, man. Being the White House press correspondent, that poor lady that sits up there that has the eyes that are way too close together. <laughs> And yells at the press. Um, that's pretty unfortunate job right now. And the, the United PR rep is also uh, not a great job to have. Could you imagine being the United PR rep who just, like, I'm so sure, like, at some point last year when he was dealing with that whole throwing the Chinese man off the plane, the Chinese doctor off the plane, and I'm sure at some point he says, well, at least it can't get any worse. <laughs> And then they go and kill a 10-month-old fucking French bulldog. Oh, how are you It really so would have helped if that dog was fucking super ugly. <laughs> but it's not, unfortunately. <laughs> if only it could have been ugly or an animal people don't like as much. <laughs> like if it was like a... Like a, 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 a possum. A Canadian goose. <laughs> if it was a Canadian goose, everyone would cheer. Like, yeah, at like, least here in the United States. Yeah. We're like, hey, fuck you, Canada, for your goddamn rat birds. Keep them motherfuckers. No one here likes them, all right? <laughs> Local flight attendant applauded. 
medal awarded. It would have been someone's <laughs> pet armadillo. No one would care, but fucking. It was. <laughs> it was not only a French bulldog. It was a French bulldog puppy. <laughs> like, there's nothing oh. like. You know, the first question that came out of that PR rep mouth was, "What kind of so dog?" Like was being it? a serial murderer that murders Asian babies. You just can't. Like, there's a whole other level of. <laughs> the, I just, I'm just like, hello. Oh God. Well, what kind of dog? Oh Jesus! What is it? Oh, it's not a dog. A puppy. Oh my God. <laughs> We're going to have to give a fucking shitload of free miles away. <laughs> oh, man, dude. There's just... Oh, dude. It's only day one. Like, this happened hours ago. We're recording right now. It only happened hours ago, so... The shitstorm's on its way, really. I mean, there's not much. We'll find out. It's going to be fun. I mean, it's not fun, <laughs> but it's going to be... What the fuck? To watch this this blow over, like, how it's going to go down. It's going to be wild. Okay. So, anyway... On to Warhammer stuff, guys. Uh, we just, you know, it's it's fresh. It's fresh on our minds. So we were talking about it before we started recording, and it just came on in. But how about you want to talk about some hobby progress? You want to talk about how we've been doing? Who wants to start? Uh, I've been in a mild panic trying to get all my shit done. And uh, I'm in pretty good shape. I got decals done on, like, 99% of my guys. I just need to throw in a plasma support squad. Because I had a 2,500 point list, but I don't need a 2,500 point list. So I just have to move some stuff around, throw some war gear around, and I can make it work. I just have to build and paint more stuff here like five days before I'm supposed to be flying up there. So it's going to be down to the wire on this one. What are you missing right now? Like, besides the, I guess, the Leviathan and everything like that, like... Uh, I physically have everything I need. I okay. just need to paint. Okay. Like, I just need to paint up a plasma support squad, a leviathan, and then finish weathering my drop pods, which is going to be like 10 minutes with an airbrush. And if it looks like shit, it looks like shit. Ryan's going to kick you out of his event. He's going to stain in my forehead. <laughs> he's going to he's gonna look at your stuff and be like, that doesn't get to play. That has preferred enemy unpainted model. That <laughs> just well, it, it's painted. It's hypercritical. Hypercritical. Okay. <laughs> he's within his right to do I'm that. I'm going to grab Derek by the ear and take him over to them fucking 40K chess clocking motherfuckers and just leave him and go, here, these are your people now. You've hey, guys, been banished from the realm. Can we take a time out and talk about that? Does anybody have an opinion they'd like to share on that? Let's okay. not. Just move on. <laughs> I'm just making a joke. They're jokes, people. <laughs> Fucking jokes, all right? But that's really happening? That's he, actually happening? That's legit? Wait, what? That's a real thing. Chris Duncan called me the other day. He runs a bunch of 40K events, and he was lamenting the fact that he was having to charge at his next event like an extra $8 a person simply to cover all the chess clocks he had to buy. Oh, wow. Yeah, I heard that it's something that you know the, what I would the, do the with all those leftover chess clocks he's going to have. I would use it for an argument timer with my wife, so that <laughs> way all's fair when she decides to fucking come home and unload at me for some shit. If it goes longer than five seconds, you fucking lost the argument, regardless of the outcome. Like, Honey, the flag fell. Device. Honey, the flag fell. The flag fell. <laughs> the flag is down. Start the second clock. We got another, this is a different <laughs> argument. Oh, oh god. But yeah, that was that was in the news. That's wild. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. 
Uh, let's see. What else I got? Uh, Tell us about the Escalation, dude. Tell us about how you've been doing that. So, we've been playing the Escalation League. I uh, got my first game in. I think I talked about that with my uh, Night Lords. Got another game in. It was a 2v2. Me and uh, powerful Michael right here. Yeah. <laughs> teamed up against uh, powerful Cody and powerful Aaron, Blood Angels and Space Wolves. And, uh, man, that was a thing. That was a good game. Derek got a surprise breacher charged. <laughs> yeah, I was... <laughs> So, uh, like, the last unit that uh, Aaron had left on the table was the Space Wolf Veterans, and he had tacked him out with the uh, Breacher Charge for the Stratagem, just in case he had to deal with Venerable Brother Snoop Dogg. Yep. And he's like, well, I fucking hate your, uh, <laughs> I hate your Centurion, so I'm just gonna hit him with this, and have fun. And, goddamn, if my Centurion's not gonna have a fucking reputation for losing combat by having his entire squad annihilated and then running his ass away and hiding behind the nearest unit. Powerful, powerful Centurion. <laughs> it's like his second time doing that in two games. Yeah, dude. Yeah. That's uh that's some Night Lord stuff right there. Sneaky as ever. That was a good game though. I mean I was, mission. Yeah. I, I had a blast in that game. Powerful, powerful Snoop Dogg, powerful venerable dreadnought Snoop Dogg, my Castafarum dreadnought with plasma cannon and plasma blaster and two hunter killer missiles, uh, definitely showed what he was worth that game. Uh, he got charged by a Terminator squad and immediately went to popping three Terminators. Just, just handled that. So it was a good time, man. I love, I love that dreadnought. He's made a name for himself in the Escalation League, for sure. Yeah. And he got curb stomped in my last game I just played. Hard. They put a <laughs> bounty on that motherfucker. Pretty much, dude. He he had a... Uh, so, like, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll take over from here. So, uh, you know, me and Derek, we're playing this Escalation League. I'm taking my Dark Angels. Uh, as far as hobby progress goes, really, I've just been working on my Knights. I've been posting them a ton on Instagram, so if you're not following us on Instagram, they look dope. Radio Frist Van on Ist, uh, on Instagram, and uh, you can see my knights on there. Uh, but it's a whole bunch of different kits. It's uh, Comrade Keisha's head, Comrade Keisha's uh, shoulder pads, Comrade Keisha's posable legs. Uh, they just got resin casted by some Russian dude that I think owns the rights to them now. I don't know how that works. Uh, and then I also use tarot model makers, uh, shield and spear and, uh, blood and skulls industries, uh, muzzle break. <coughs> so anyway, I've been working on those guys. I'm still not done with them. I still got some, uh, all the fiddly bits that go on nights, you know, like the handrails and the ladders and stuff like that. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Why are you laughing, Scott? I coughed into the mic again just now. <laughs> I've got to tear away, but we, we talked about this. <laughs> Can you stop triggering our listeners right now, please? We got two comment. We only got two comments on our last episode out of like a couple thousand downloads or whatever, and they were, "Tell that one dude." He didn't even call you by name. He said that one dude needs to quit <laughs> sneezing, coughing, nice, clearing so. his throat into the bike, and Ryan needs to quit talking so fucking loud or shouting or something like. I don't remember. Tell that was. one dude if his mom hadn't got me sick, I wouldn't be coughing <laughs> into the bike. <laughs> <laughs> Bazinga! <laughs> Late out there. <laughs> Just 
Shut it down from afar. Oh. So anyway, yeah, I've been working on my nights. Uh, those are pretty much done. Those will be with my Sisters of Battle. So, uh, or I'm sorry, my Sisters of Silence. Somebody just got triggered. It was a close one. Uh, so got to finish those before Adepticon, but I'm not too far off. I drilled out my Sisters of Silence Acquisitors. I drilled out the holes to get the acrylic rod. Me and Derek went and picked up some uh, some hacksaws and some tools to to make it worthwhile and got them all taken care of. So now they'll have bases. I actually just have to drill it into the Acquisitor to let the acrylic rod go through. Because I don't like. I guess not a lot of people know this because not a lot of people actually have Acquisitors or you know buy them. But the base they come on is not. It's kind of like the the it's like this uh, smaller than the base that comes with like a, a skimmer, like smaller than a base that comes with a land speeder, but it's the same resin, like the same clear resin as the canopies for like the Avengers and stuff like that. That real like clear resin. So it's the same supposedly clear resin that's not clear. Yeah, yeah, it's like a foggy clear resin is what. Uh, <laughs> It is what you get, and it's like a you get a stem that goes into the Inquisitor, and I don't know who the hell out there has managed to find this perfectly balanced Inquisitor, but it just doesn't fucking exist. I have no Inquisitor that can balance on its stem. It just doesn't happen. Like even the like, and you don't want to glue it because it just that's not like why would you glue it? And so I uh, I bought some half inch acrylic rod, cut it up. Uh, I just marred it a little bit and then snapped it and then did that six times for the uh, for all the models I have and then drilled out holes into flyer bases that I got not flyer bases uh, resin casted bases that are flyer base size that I got from uh, eBay and so I just glued the rods in there and then I'm just gonna drill a hole into the Inquisitors to get, actually get that done so anyway that's all I have to do left is actually drill the holes into my Inquisitors but that's gonna be quick but other than that dude I'm fucking ready for Adepticon like I'm ready to go. Uh, and that's kind of what my hobby progress I've been working on was all this nice and stuff. But anyway, back to Escalation League, man. Going back there. So me and Derek had this game. We did. We both did pretty good. Like it was both a good time. We ended up. We ended up pulling a win for the traders. Uh, however, my second game I played on what was that Saturday or Sunday? Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, because we played on Friday. So my second game I played on Saturday. Word's been getting around that powerful powerful snoop this dread like for one people have been calling him out saying like he's op because i'm taking a dreadnought in escalation league and that's my oh, yeah, bad like nothing more op than a fucking box dread. <laughs> that's my thought and i'm just like I'm like well maybe if you guys listen to the zone mortalis episode you guys would have known <laughs> to take something that can deal yeah, maybe, with the dreadnought. maybe it ain't the stairs fall maybe it's just you need to learn how to walk up a blood <laughs> <laughs> so anyway I end up playing powerful, powerful JP, uh, and JP comes in with the Salamanders, and uh, so JP like just had the answer, man. He had a chain fist wielding like Castaferum dreadnought with a, a chain fist and just a normal dreadnought close combat weapon with a melta gun in it in his hand, and just ran him straight at Brother Snoop, and Ooh. I like. I knew that we could fight, and I knew, like, I knew for sure he was going to kill me, but I wasn't for sure that I was going to kill him. So I was trying to keep my dreadnought away from him. But I saw my opportunity to get a pop shot off with my plasma cannon 
into a full squad, a 15-man, like, tactical squad. And I was like, well, i got to take that chance. So I ran him to where his, like, plasma cannon could just barely see around this corner, blasted over to the uh, – into that squad. I think I killed, like, five dudes, and then I uh, launched uh, 200 killer missiles into the unit and killed two more dudes. And so he just annihilates, like, half this unit. And, like, in my mind, I thought it was worth it. But then he runs, like – he only needed an eight inch charge. He ends up rolling like an 11 and just gets his fucking dreadnought and just continues to just beat the piss out of poor Snoop. Like there's no, like curb stomps my dreadnought. And in the process, I do one wound to his dreadnought and, uh, no, I do, I do two, I do two whole points to his dreadnought. So he's got running around with one whole point left and, He's making his way, like walking down this hallway, towards my, uh, towards my veterans with grenade launchers, and I'm just sitting there, like completely, like six shots a turn, dumping uh, strength six hits into him, just hoping I get that last hole point. And for three turns in a row, like I'm just like firing back, firing back, and I get not a single six to fucking glance him and kill him. And then he just like finally jumps in the unit and murders everybody. So like I didn't follow our own advice and take ways to handle a dreadnought other than my own dreadnought. And that's where I fucked up. I didn't even take a power fist in the fucking on the sergeant. Like I didn't take anything to take care of a dreadnought, so you know, heed our warning when we tell you to take something to take care of a dreadnought in Zomortalis, because if you don't, he's just gonna have like a a good old time with your unit. So anyway, it was a good game though. Just didn't have that power fist. Well, I used crack grenades when I recharged me, but still didn't get anything. So what about you guys? Chopping up to you. Who's next? You can go, Ryan. Well, I finished a whole lot of terrain. I've already posted stuff on Facebook, so I'm finally fully done with what I needed for Adepticon. So all the terrain's done. Um, my wife was even making fun of me because I finished that one table, and the last two bastions I did, I like spray-painted them, dry-brushed them, painted all the metal and shit, and there's these little vents on them that I normally paint. And then all the bullet holes, I normally go through and put Nolan oil in them just so they're a little bit darker and look a little better. And I'd done all the other stuff on the board that way. And I didn't do those bastions. I'm like, ah, fuck it. Nobody will notice. I put them down. Tried to go to sleep. Literally couldn't go to sleep. Had to get up in the middle of the night and finish those two bastions. So. <laughs> I just, I can't imagine. It's like a horror movie. <laughs> you keep waking so up to see the Bastion. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah. So they have the little vents painted and the bullet holes painted, just like everything else. Uh, that big highway thing took forever. I have a whole week in just that one terrain piece. But I measured it. It's seven and a half feet long. It literally runs from, on a six by four table, it runs from one corner to the opposite corner. Huh. That's fucking wild, dude. It looks cool, man. It looks dope. I like the banners, especially like the random. I need to banners get different on ones. Those are those are 40k banners. That's what it came with. Um, I need to get some. There's a guy that sells little banners that you put for your army that are actually made of cloth at Adepticon. Well, they have little rings on them. Um, no joke. Those 
those paper 40k ones i actually just scotch taped them on there so temporary so i get them off real easy i plan on buying legit 30k cloth banners at adepticon and putting them on there dude you need to like point me to that guy because like i i want like five or six like really long banners to hang off the the front of the wall like I really like, I was gonna source how to. Print You'll have those. to look and see which ones he make. These are like for your battle standard bearer for your Marines oh. or whatever. That you know what I mean. Um, but uh, yeah, they're pretty cool. I forget his name, but he was there last year. Um, did that. I started um working on some extra Death Guard stuff that I just wanted to get done as a bonus to take to Adepticon. I'm gonna try to get five more. Death Shroud done at a minimum, and then if I can, I'm going to try to squeeze Mortarian in as well, but I don't know if he'll get done. And then I've been building some Battletech models. I'm going to try to paint real quick, which they go fast because they're tiny. Um, for when we get back from Adepticon, we're going to... The Eye of Horse guys and Chris Duncan, we were going to sit down and play some Battletech. They were wanting to check it out. I build a... Uh, this is my helicopter pilot right here. Oops. I learned so much about that little helicopter yesterday. This is Lieutenant Lieutenant Monolongo, since <laughs> you fly helicopters. Hell yeah. So, here I'll that put my belly behind too. it so you can see. Yeah, this is <laughs> Lieutenant Monolongo. He's going to be my mercenary in it. Um, so, yeah. Just build a few little vehicles here to paint up real quick. That's pretty much it, man. Just kind of working on a smattering of shit, kind of trying to relax a little bit after the big rush up, getting all the terrain stuff. I got uh, my big totes, the rest of my big totes in today to start packing stuff up, and I got all the rental. I rented a big cargo van with a high top and stuff. I got to go pick it up next week. Derek's going to fly down. I'm going to pick him up at the airport. We're going to go get the van and load shit up and drive up there. So, Assuming they don't basically just got the department. Yeah. But that's pretty much it, man. Oh, I got these uh, shout-outs here. So Andrew Hollis sent us this these little character dudes. They're uh, little NPC guys, or you can u- actually use them in an army or use them as an NPC. These particular guys are called Questorus Envoys. They're supposed to be like a nighthouse, like your Questorus nighthouse sends an envoy out like to bargain with other nighthouses or whatever. So they look like a medieval knight armor wise but they have a shield that's energy just like a uh, uh, lancer it looks like a miniature lancer shield um and he's assigned him points and wrote stats for him it come came with a uh, all these cards that has all the stats and stuff like how to recommend using and there are these little resin dudes i haven't been able to do anything with them because i've been busy but they're pretty cool definitely gonna um paint them up at some point use them I also painted up all the NPCs I needed for Depticon. Those are done, too. I got those sitting in there. I haven't posted pictures of them on Facebook. I can do that if people care. They're just little guys, some models I had laying around. I had some of them painted. Some of them I needed to paint, had to rebase some shit. It wasn't any big deal. But Oh, and David Komen, the guy running uh, Taking a Firex, or is it Taking a Firex? I think it is. Yep. He made us all these shirts. We got four of these Apex Predator shirts. With a, I think it's a grizzly bear with Karn's head with chain axes and it says Apex Predator. 
from that episode <laughs> about the bear snorting the cocaine or whatever. <laughs> Getting so, all that cocaine. <laughs> pretty cool. So shout out to David. Uh, hopefully a lot of those, I mean, his event sold out. So, And it sold out fairly quick, so maybe next year they'll give him more space where he can expand. So that's kind of the goal. So, For sure, man. He ran with it, like, for sure. Like, that dude ran with it. Like, keeps everybody updated on what's going on. Dude does it. Well, he's 100% put the work in. So definitely when you guys go to that event and see him, uh, thank him for all that hard work he's done and, um, let the if you can if you get a chance let the actual event organizers know that you would like to see the event grow so maybe they'll give you more space for sure absolutely so what about you Scott man what you been working on buddy me these uh 30 assault marines is what I've been working on I've been playing a lot of games this week though I got in two campaign games with some friends of mine uh Solus Mike was one of them here locally. I played him uh, last night in a campaign game, and the scenario was like the Loyalists have a bunker in their deployment zone and some some Dark Angels, because they're like a major plot device in the narrative of our campaign. It, we're like stranded in this bunker, and the Loyalist's job was to defend them and protect them, and my job was to kill them. And Spoiler alert, I killed them. Uh, basically what happened was I have a I had a squad of uh, veterans, weapon master veterans, and an ambulance, and they came in and they had belted bombs, so they come in, you know, charge a bunker, you automatically hit it because it doesn't move, and then you blow it up. And it turns out if you're inside that and you, it's like a seven result on the vehicle damage table. It's forty six strength six hits on whoever's inside, so that fucked those dark angels up pretty bad. And then they broke and ran. But the direction they ran out of that building, they wound up in between my unit that was really like out in the open after killing that bunker and Mike's uh, castle axe. So then his castle axe couldn't charge me because of these fleeing dark angels. And I charged those fleeing dark angels my turn and killed So it's <laughs> like, well, dark angels really fucked him over. <laughs> He's not a fan now. So nice. But uh, got that game in. Got in the game with my buddy Nick. He uh, painted up some white mechanic on that looked really good, and uh, pulled that one out. I'm on a two game win streak right now, rolling hot. And I got a I got a game tomorrow. I'm gonna have a uh, have him over and play on my my uh, citizen soldier table for like the first time. So I'm gonna break that bad boy out and christen Fuck, it. Yeah. Hopefully by kicking his ass, but we'll see how see how it shakes out. <laughs> but uh, other than that, I'm painting these 30 assault marines. I had told I have an, another buddy coming over Sunday to get a game in, and I had said something about trying to have these ready by then, but I do not think that is fucking remotely feasible. Because it is... I've been painting them since, I'd say, Sunday. It started three days ago, and I just now finished up the whites and reds, and I have painted the metallic details on five months. 25 more to go not counting all the other colors and shit i use so they will not be ready but they'll be ready soon i'll have them uh i'll have them ready by our campaign day april 14th i think so preventing you know providing the fucking crazy cap dude you're pretty pumped about that campaign day huh 
I am, man. It's I honestly, you know, it's kind of hard meeting, you know, players from afar unless you have some sort of network connection. But this thing sort of sprung out of nowhere, and the guy who's running it, his name's Keith. Uh, we've we've gotten pretty good response on the amount of people that are coming. I think we'll have like roughly around ten or something. And that's always good to have more players locally. If for any reason I can't drive very far or something, you know, I can always drive to pick up game. For sure. Absolutely. Dude, one thing, uh, I don't, I don't know if it was on here or if it was on the TFL, like, uh, the TFL live where we were talking about it, but so like this whole escalation thing, like the whole escalation league, like, uh, yeah, we're like we're getting a ton of new players from it. Like just hands down, just on our end, like we're getting a, like we're meeting a whole bunch of new people that we didn't even know were interested in 30k. We didn't even know played 40k. Like we knew the local guys that played 40k, but I would say that like out of everybody we've met, like six of them we've never met before, probably. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like that. Yeah. Exactly. Like, it, it, there's just a ton of people coming into it, and what's so crazy about it is because we're starting off at such low points levels and we're like coming up. Like, you intimately know your little units. Like, you intimately know their rules in and out because you have yeah. to, like, take full advantage of them. And so, like, it, it I don't know. It's, like, it's, it, yeah, it's, like, a super, like, quick way to learn. But, like, on top of that, dude, it's, like, straight up, like, that is the, probably the best way, like, if you slow build like that to completely learn a unit because, you know, that's all you got. That's all you got is little guy. Like, I 100% I, agree. Yeah. it. Uh, we've had something like in the last eight, six, six to eight months, we I, we have seven new players in my state alone that I know, at least, and that is up 700% from just fucking me. So that's pretty cool. Um, in but Percy's dying. Oh, yeah. Dying. The, dead, dude. The format of, like, you know, going from 500 points, 750 to 1,000 to – I'm, my campaign's at 1,500 points right now, and you're 100% right. It pays to know the rules, like those little, the little things you blow off a lot of times when you're when you're just playing like bigger armies. Like, uh, for instance, I didn't know World Eater characters got plus one in a challenge because I was like never, you know, super savvy on challenges. Plus one weapon skill, like, right? Plus one weapon skill. That's a really really good rule, and it makes a huge difference at 500 points. You know. When losing a character is a fifth of your army, you know you want to you want to make sure he's performing the best he can. So that's wild, huh? That's yeah. Those are the things that you find out, man. Yeah, yeah. But that's so, all me, man. Glad uh glad you're building the community you're helping build the community where you're at I'm glad you're getting that escalation going <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're we're having fun man so anyway before we get into some voicemails and emails and stuff like that uh i did want to give some updates on heresy camp uh super excited to announce that we've reached out to different sponsorships and we have different sponsors that are have announced that they will be supporting heresy camp and uh, i just wanted to give a shout out to mad robot miniatures who's our very first sponsor just came out of the woodworks and and offered to help us out we have uh 
uh, Deep Cut Studios. Go check them out. They're actually going to be donating a number of dice rolling mats uh, to the event with our Heresy Camp Heresy logo on there. Uh, so that I'm, I'm super excited because we're basically every table is going to have a dice rolling like little bowl that's made from their little like mouse pad, their mouse pad stuff. It's going to be sweet. Uh, Secret Web of Miniatures is sponsoring the event as well. Uh, Cromlec.eu is also going to be sponsoring Heresy Camp. So just some people have been coming out. I mean, we've, we've been getting some different sponsors that are coming through. Uh, tickets are still on sale, guys. HeresyCamp.com. Uh, one thing that I did realize that I was fucking up and saying in in a lot of the announcements I've been making that it was uh, $390 and $590 and uh, when in reality it's two ninety and four ninety, I was including the hundred dollar cost for the cult of paint class and all my announcements I'm making. So it's actually cheaper. Go, the tickets rookie. were not. Jesus. Yeah, for real, dude. I felt like such shit when I was announcing that. So the tickets were not charging that, and so like, you know, nobody was telling us that I was announcing this wrong, and they were coming in and getting like super hundred dollar discount tickets. But you know, they weren't charging that. But I was announcing it wrong. So tickets are still on sale. You can go to heresycamp.com. You can look at the schedule that we have going on. You can see all the sponsors. You can go to their websites there. Uh, it also, at that heresycamp.com, you can actually see all of our news updates and everything like that on anything that we post on our Facebook page. Uh, we have a number of things that we're working on uh, to get ready for Heresy Camp. So we have all the different uh, event organizers and stuff like that who are going to be handling the different events we have going on. We have them posting on the Heresy Camp Facebook page, uh, the Facebook group, but we also post our own pictures that will go on to that website, and you'll actually see them on the website. Um, if you guys had any questions on what the camp looked like or anything like that, we do have pictures of the Heresy Camp on our on our website, and you can see that. Um, and as well, you can just uh, go to the register part and get yourself uh, registered up, get yourself some tickets. So, did want to make that announcement. So, there's some cats getting beat up outside right now. Pretty sure that's Fig, the black cat, it's getting the, beat up by the big orange cat. <laughs> does, it, does it need some help or? Yeah, I'm gonna go check on him. All right. So yeah, all is well now. Had to go save a cat outside. It's like this local, like this black cat with like white paws. I call him Fig for Figaro. He's just been like chilling outside and like he's super cool, super chill. Not as chill as Ryan's cat, but pretty damn chill. But uh, there's this orange alley cat that comes and, like, whoops his ass on the rig. <laughs> like, I don't have an answer for it. I just got to go break it up whenever it happens. So. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm hoping one day he goes through, like, some sort of, like, Rocky montage and, like, just <laughs> like just toughens up from this. But I don't think he's ever going to. I, I have two, uh, two stray cats that hang out in my backyard at night. And, um, every morning my dog will come downstairs and wait at the back door and be like, Oh, I'm going to fucking catch him this time. And as soon as I open the door, he'll shoot out there and try to catch him before they jump over the fence. That's gotta be it. <laughs> <laughs> one day, one day he's always, he's always going to hope. Uh, so anyway, that's it for heresy camp updates. It's got some more Scott coughing into the mic. So, I think we're going to be all right. I think it's going to be just a good old episode because 
we've got some voicemails. Are you putting ready for voicemails? Are y'all? It's, it's been a minute. Cause I feel like it's been too long. I, I need been more too voicemails, long, man. Okay. So let's go ahead and let's let's break this out. Let's start good old fashioned. Guys, if you want to send us a voicemail and you don't know how, all you have to do is dial uh, 209-RFI-30K-0, and you can get us a voicemail sent out. Or if you're an international listener and you don't want to pay the, the toll charges or anything like that, or I guess not toll charges, I guess it's long distance, you can just uh, send me a voicemail directly, like you can record yourself, and then send it to Michael at, rate, uh, Michael at warhammer30k.com, and I'll get your voicemail, and uh, we'll play it live on the air. So let's see what we got. And this one actually came from our actual voicemail voicemail. So I was listening to the last episode where Derek's going to help out with the uh, Imperial Fist and start another 30K army and give him shit and whatnot. And uh, he suffers from something I suffer myself. It's called Legion ADHD. My Alpha Legion is uh, 2,500 points. You know, I've got Salamanders, I've got Emperor's Children, I've got Iron Warriors. I've got Dark Angels. I've got, you know, four or five different Legions painted up for 2,500 points. But they all have the unifying bases, and they all have a mark in saying, hey, they're all Alpha Legion, so I can justify my <laughs> a Legion ADHD. So I understand what he's doing, because they're all really pretty, and I really want them all. So I understand. I'm sorry, Derek. I understand. But seriously, paint your shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I wanted. <laughs> so he actually is offering a support group. That you can go <laughs> and just just knowing you're out there helps. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a fight we have to face alone. <laughs> so, do you have anything to say about that? No, you're just gonna hang out. All right, cool. Next voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> I see Ryan's vein. <laughs> <laughs> what was it the other day, Ryan? What was said? Like something was said over the chat. And Ryan posted that picture of that kid with like that big ass fucking vein popping out of his head. It was like somebody didn't like not painted their stuff or something. I don't know. It was hilarious. Oh, it was a. It's, okay. uh, it's more. It's. It was. It's shit. I don't want to talk about. People can guess <laughs> at what it is. Shit. I don't want to talk about. It's fucking hilarious. All right. Hey, you beautiful bastards. This is David Coleman. I uh, just wanted to touch base, give oh. you guys an update on the state of the campaign. Uh, once again, I'm the host of The Taking of Ferrix. Uh, Act 1 Hubris is June 24th, excuse me, 23rd and 24th uh, in Wichita, Kansas at the Flying Monkeys Convention. I uh, just want to let you guys know that things are going great. Uh, we did end up opening up a few more slots. Oh. Uh, we're waiting on folks from the wait list to go ahead and purchase their tickets. If those folks don't get them purchased in the next couple weeks, though, we are going to go ahead and open up a few more slots just to give you guys a heads up. If anybody's interested and wants to take a look at what we've been doing, uh, check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash groups, uh, Ferex 30K, spelled P-H, P-H-Y-R-I-X. That's kind of bad when you have to remember how you spelled your own shit. I may have even misspelled it. I'm on the road right now headed to an inspection that's about, you know, three hours away from the house. So uh, I apologize that it's not more professional. Uh, outside of that, just wanted to say that our second event is also live. Uh, the ticket sales for that one 
are available at Best Coast Pairings. Look for Iron Halo. Uh, Jason Horn, the uh, event organizer there for that con, uh, has got it set up there. But uh, the second event is the Hadrian Incursion. Uh, we got more information about that again on the Facebook page, so y'all should check us out. Um, I don't really have any payment in the way of fancy stories right now. Uh, things have been kind of kind of boring lately, but I'm sure I'll think of something to give you guys a call back. Hope everything's well. Catch you later. <laughs> later, David. <laughs> yeah. So check him out. Uh, looks like he may have some spots wait opening up. So uh, drop by, maybe throw yourself on that wait list. So I was like so sure he was gonna be like, uh, <laughs> but we're sold out anyway. So we did dick bitches. <laughs> 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 but instead, he said he had slots open. So very cool. That very might cool. that might have been a little bit more professional. And it looks like the uh, so check this out, guys. Especially all you Texas listeners, which it looks like all of the Texas listeners that. I would be talking about have already liked this page. So unfortunately it looks like I'm late to the party on this one. Uh, so the taking of Ferex, the Hadrian incursion, which is the second act uh, is August 4th through the 5th. And that's going to be in Bartsville, Oklahoma. So uh, all you North Texas boys looked they are looks like, I mean, I already see Lucas in here and John, all the people who I would have been inviting anyway to this. So, yeah. So all the Dallas boys are already going, looks like. So Hey, anyway. before we do the next voicemail, tell people about that Facebook post you put up. We should have talked about that in Hobby Progress, about the one about dudes looking for dudes that we bitched about. Me and Scott were jokingly bitching about. That's complaining about. Oh, yeah, the one that y'all hated me for. You called me, what was it, a blue... Blue... Blue something. Falcon, a buddy a sucker. Falcon. Yeah, Genetic buddy fucker. Buddy fucker. Yeah. <laughs> so we all get uh, Facebook notifications for our Facebook page. And in this case, uh, I posted on our Ready for Instagram, I posted a mega thread on our actual Facebook page itself. So if you go to our Facebook page, it's going to be a few down. It's probably going to be like six or seven posts down. But I posted a mega thread uh, to help dudes look for dudes. And all you had to do was go in there, find out somebody who had said that they were from your state and then put what city you were from. And if you actually go through there, go look through the comments, you can find people in your state or in your area. And there's a lot of, a lot of meetups in there. I was pretty happy about, there's a lot of people who were finding local singles in their area that were ready to play some 30 K and to play some heresies. So, if you're listening to this and you uh, are new to the hobby, trying to find somebody in your area, you can go to that mega thread and they'll find out. Sorry, I got hiccups. They hit me. So, uh, so yeah, go check out that mega thread. It is on there, and we got blown the fuck up. I think it was like 600 something comments. So, no, 315 comments. Yeah, all over the place. Sc- Sweden. <laughs> this dude just says wherever your mother lives. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> uh-huh. nice. nice, John. You're fucking hilarious. Bazinga. <laughs> so, anyway. So, yeah, that was that mega post. Let me move on to this next voicemail. So, this comes out from Nicholas. Nicholas this is actually just a straight, straight email. Oh. 
his email says Nicholas, but he says, hey, my name is Cole. <laughs> and I have been a listener for a long time and I really appreciate all you guys do. Thank this is my first time writing in. I was going to ask Ryan for a little bit of list help, but I have left it too late with too much to paint. And I'm committed to what I have for 2018 Adepticon. I went last year and loaded up on events and painting classes and had a great time. This year, though, I was going to try and pick up more games and get to know what amazing worldwide community 30K has built up. So I'm asking instead that you guys give me a shout out and let everyone know that I and my first Legion boys will be looking for games. In return, I will call in with the obligatory story tax. But I need a little help from you guys. I have a lot of stories for you guys and need a little help narrowing it down. I started working construction in high school and then was a mechanic for a big commercial airline for seven years. So I have an industrial accident stories. I have industrial accident stories. I also spent a few years doing trail maintenance in national parks. So I got bear and other animal stories for Scott. And just last year, I started working in the county jail in the far northern Midwest. So I got taser stories and the others for you. <laughs> nice. You know I love my tasers, bud. <laughs> I have taken relatively good care of my genitals, so I really can't help you much there. So give me a shout-out if you please and let me know what I should call in with. Keep going and doing what you do, Cole. P.S. Already in the Facebook chat and have my Heresy Camp tickets bought. Boom! Nice. Powerful Cole already coming to Heresy Camp to hang out. So, what do you guys want? So, he's got aviation that's a, stories. That's a tough call. Uh, he has bear stories, and he's got taser jail stories. Part of me wants to say commercial airline stories. That's crazy, because I was going to say bear stories. What are you saying, Scott? Hmm. Taser. See, it's crazy. Oh. It's crazy that like this kind of did not go the way that he oh. was expecting it to. What about you, Ryan? You're the you're the you're the uh, you're the tiebreaker. Just give us all of them. Goddamn, quit being stingy. <laughs> what are you? <laughs> Why are you holding out to it? <laughs> so you heard it here, Cole. Go and send them all in, cause you know we, <laughs> that's some content. We don't like uh, really. If you don't tell us, you're declining. You're denying everybody content. So just start recording your memoirs and just send them in as you get them recorded. We'll we'll sort it out. <laughs> Super dope. So I'm looking forward to that bear story you have. So next up comes from Brian. Oh, Brian wanted to know, what Michael, what did you use for grenade launchers in the Sisters of Silence? With the hand modeling to the stock weapon, I'm left pondering. Uh, so Brian, I ended up taking uh, some donations from powerful Lucas over in Dallas. I believe he used the Scion grenade launchers is what he sent me. Uh, he sent those over and I trimmed on the bolter. I trimmed right above the hand. So it looks like the square stock that is on the bottom of the grenade launcher. And then I trimmed it off the grenade launcher and that's how I glued it. So I left the molded hands on there holding it. Um, and that, that's what I ended up doing. So that's what I did. Nice. Thank Love you, it. Lucas. You're a great man. So, next up is, hold on one second here. Let's get that one open in a second. Salutations, cunts. Just want to drop a line saying thanks for the shout out you gave our event recently. I'm one of the four EOs for the narrative series called Betrayer. 
They are running out of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Thanks to you and the old podcast who had died off recently. Thanks to you and an old podcast who had died off recently. Rest in peace, Heresy is Dying, shouting us out. Uh, we had a record 21 dudes show up hard for Heresy, of course. Uh, now, I know this isn't much compared to other events, but this is easily double what we had in the last year's finale and was a great way to start off this year of Heresy. Uh, the events went so well that no one left unsatisfied and many a dude left with a big smile on his face and an empty wallet. Uh, while I'm writing you, could you cunts shout out our next event uh, at the Adventurers Guild in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania? Again, 2,000 points using standard force organization chart rules. No Centurion-style list this time. Armies will, of course, require three-color minimum again. We still have to get the player pack out. But make a mark on your calendars, boy. Show up hard. Recognize that you have an addiction, and we will do the rest. Or attach is proof that heresy is not dying. Uh, fully pandas for closers. Heresy is not dying. I definitely saw closer patches. So uh, let me go ahead. And so this is going to be Betrayer Act Two. Uh, this actually came from Shane, and I know the date he sent me was not the date they had to actually reschedule it. So. Let me get y'all a date. If y'all could hold out, Derek, go and hum into the mic so they could have some, <laughs> so they could have some music. So yeah, just what was it? Uh, Twenty-one dudes showing up, just rock hard for heresy, and everybody leaves satisfied with a big old smile on their face. Man, that's that's what it's all about, right there. Boom, <laughs> that's some good heresy. So the event is going to be on May twenty-sixth at the Adventurers Guild, uh, which is three eight four six A Union Deposit Road in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania one seven one zero nine. And you'll see some sick-ass pictures in here of the past event, Betrayer Part 2, Part 1. So, that's exciting. Powerful Shane. So, next email comes from Brad. Brad says, Bear Story. Hey, Mike. I was told to send you an email from my friend Shane that follows details that follows details a bear encounter I had when I was younger. I was 16 and attending summer camp. Oh, fuck when with my boy scout troop in northern pennsylvania as an older scout we all had a more secluded campsite that was attached to our main campsite the night before the incident we had a little party and decided to cook hamburgers over the fire after we had all went to bed i was woken by the sounds of rocks being moved and sticks breaking i got up to see what the noise was and came to discover that a 300 to 400 pound black bear boar was digging around our fire pit What's a black bear boar? A boar is a male bear. Oh, okay. Thank you. We don't have bears down here. We just have boars. <laughs> most likely after the fat, the fact, etc. from that night's cooking. Oh, most likely after the fat from that night's cooking. I stayed quiet and went back to my cot. I turned to my bunkmate, whom also saw the bear, and he looks terrified. I whispered to him, what's wrong? He then proceeds to tell me he has food in the tent. Mind you, these tents are the canvas pole type that only has two sets of ropes closing the front flap. Well, like he heard us, the bear starts to trot over to our tent. He then proceeds to stick his huge nose into the tent flap without thinking. I lunge forward and punch him as hard as I could in the nose. He helps. He yelps and runs off into the woods. Still hopped up on adrenaline, I turn to my bunkmate, screaming at him to never bring food in the tent again. Hope you enjoyed, Brad. Damn, dude. God damn. Brad got his sock and a bear badge. 
<laughs> play it, Scott. Play it. Please, please oh, play it. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, how appropriate is this fucking voicemail or this email? For <laughs> Stand by. Where is it? Oh, God. I'm not an expert on bears, but... <laughs> Where did it not post that last? Uh, Everyone... Oh, dude, it's so funny. It's so funny because, like, I think one of my favorite parts about this whole podcast right now is all of the uh, bear stories that everybody keeps forwarding off to Scott. Like, every video that has anything to do with a bear, they make sure that Scott gets it. And, like, I... <laughs> Somebody somebody sent a video to Scott about a black bear, and uh, it's a black bear that has cruised up into somebody's yard, and it is in this dude's backyard. Oh, tell oh me you found this God. guy. Hold no. on. I'll just fucking go to fill in the dead air. I'll just go to YouTube and find it. Oh. He's on a mission now. The best one Scott's posted lately was the one with the dude in the boat where the bear's swimming after the boat. Oh, my God, dude. That's the fucking most harrowing one. Because someone posted at the bottom when they posted that video, uh, oh, why won't they let that dog in the boat? And I was like, well, why won't they let that dog in the boat? And it's I looked. Kodiak. It, yeah. Oh. Well, here. While you're waiting for that, I've got. I will play this next. Uh, this next voicemail here. One. Oh, hey! I found it. I found it. This is great. <laughs> I, I shared it to our Facebook page so you can now see it in its full glory. But set it up for us. You fat piece of shit! Get the fuck off my property! <laughs> That's a guy yelling that at a bear. And a bear runs away as soon as he yells it at it. Yeah, there's a bear on his back porch eating salt off of his stupid. He, he looks at it through the fucking glass window and he says, What up, you fat piece of shit? Oh, man. So, <laughs> so definitely go see that video. If it's on our Facebook page, go check it out. It's a it's a it's a black bear, and like it's just, it's so terrified of this guy yelling at it. I don't even. What was it eating? Like what was it on the ground? Salt. I'm a, pretty sure it was salt off of his fucking like <laughs> off of his back porch. And then the other one, the fucking one where the bear is swimming after the boat. At first, you can't tell it's a bear. It just looks like a brown dog, but I when I was first watching it, I didn't have the sound on. I was just in a restaurant. Like, oh, that's funny. Well, it's even funnier when you turn the sound on because then you can hear. <laughs> so it's like swimming towards this boat and roaring. It's <laughs> How shall fuck? I thought it was the boat motor. I was like, "Is that the boat motor? Is it fucked up?" I was like, "No, that's a bear." You've got to be, dude. Like, and they make three passes at the bear. Like, they keep swinging it around, swinging the boat around to go like see the boat. Like, they're obviously on like some sort of like I don't know, like shallow waters because you can see it's like they're the lands like right there. But they keep making these passes at it. I'm like, dude, you're one fucking knocking motor away from like one flooded out motor away from being fucked by a bear in the one place you shouldn't be fucked by a bear. <laughs> oh, so dumb. 
All right, so here's another voicemail. This comes from Powerful Legion of Lies podcast. Good evening, guys. It's Alistair from Legion of Lies here. Um, just thought I'd finally get around to send you a message with some uh, stories that you might enjoy. There's a few, a couple of long ones and a couple of really short ones, so it's up to you whether you play them all in one episode or split them up, whatever tickles you fancy. Um, just want to say, Ryan, why won't you go over my 5,000 point list? Why? I want to know if it's good. I want to know what I can put in the Achilles. Please. Love you. Pretty please. Thank you. 5,000 points, anyway. put in it, whatever you want to put in it. Enjoy. And, um... Ain't nobody yeah, got time my for that! stories, the people that I know that these stories are from. So, these are little tales that I've picked up throughout my uh, throughout my life the past few years. So, uh, enjoy, guys. <laughs> Powerful Alistair. So, we'll play two of them. He sent four, so I'm going to let you guys pick. I'm going to let you guys vote. So, the first story, the option... <laughs> Excuse me. I had to, bl- had to trigger somebody else. Anyway, so, first story that we have, we have it's just titled Sheep. Just straight up sheep. Hmm. Second story we have is called Prison Ghost. Two then we have that taste great together. Phantom Shitter. And then we have Donkey. So two animal stories and some ghost uh, stories. some ghost stories. So what do you guys want to hear first? What story do you guys want to hear? All right. Well, ghosts aren't real, so this. animal stories. Oh, right. Well, I'm going to go the opposite. I vote prison goes because it incorporates two of my favorite things incarceration <laughs> and the supernatural so sure let's go with the fake stories let's hear them let's go uh, i'm down with that all right dude i'm, I'm prison <laughs> ghost is my first call too good times all right <laughs> so, this is nice and short it's simply called prison ghost as i'm sure michael's already told you now <laughs> I did. This is from a friend's sister who works in a prison, but also works, I think, within the prison. She does some kind of psychiatric care. So, this guy that she. So one of the prisoners was on 24-hour surveillance on suicide watch. So in a room on his own, big window so they can see in and uh, make sure he's not doing anything to himself. So one night, I sat watching this guy as he sleeps. Actually, I just remembered it's a friend's sister's work colleague. Because the colleague is a massive black man who you would have thought would be scared of nothing. So basically, he's watching, he's on shift, he's watching this prisoner. And some movement catches his eye. So he watches and looks through the window and watches what's happening. And sees the bottom of the bed sheets flick up over the guy's feet. And then the guy get dragged out of the bed by his feet. Now, I don't really know what happens after this because the guard 
just fucking bolts it. As he would. Out of that, out of that place. And uh, I think he go, I think I think he goes back back to work. I can't remember. I'll trust for some more details. So yeah, that's that. See you later, guys. Damn, that's wild. So guy on suicide watch gets dragged out of his bed by an unseen entity. And the guard's like, hell no. I've seen Nightmare on Elm Street. I know how this goes. Yeah, dude, he just bounce. I mean, he's trying to kill himself anyway. You just let him, you know. Let, let the two of them work it out. Let them, <laughs> <laughs> let them figure it out. <laughs> All right. So that was Prison Ghost. We got Sheep, Phantom Shitter, and Donkey. So Ryan doesn't want to listen to any more ghost stories, because he. so we want to listen to it. So Sheep or Donkey? Hmm. Both of these could go really bad. Yeah, both can go bad. Donkey. Well, donkey. All right, so this story involves a friend that I made four or five years ago now. Um, We'll call him Dave for the sake of this. I don't really want his real name to be on out in the public if you met him he'd tell you the story himself but you know um so when he was younger dave used to be somewhat of a feral child oh he'd spend most of his days outdoors and um you know in the woods building shelters and foraging for his own food and everything and doing what kids that told to get the fuck out of the house do as they should do. So, one day, him and a group of friends go up to a quarry. And they can't see the bottom, so they decide to find out how deep the quarry is. As you do. So, they got some rocks and start throwing them over. And they couldn't hear the rocks landing. So, they got started looking around, trying to find bigger rocks and stones to throw over. And eventually, one of them found a boulder. So they pushed the boulder to the edge of the cliff, at the edge of the quarry, and pushed it in. Oh. And then they noticed a chain that was attached to said boulder. No. Oh no. no. They quickly realised oh. the other end of that chain was attached to a donkey. <laughs> so you can kind of imagine what's going to happen next. The donkey went over the edge and into the quarry. I don't think they hung around too long to find out what actually happened to it. So, yeah. If you're going to push a boulder over the edge of a quarry, make sure there's not a donkey attached to the end of it. Solid advice. Enjoy. Thank you. Guys, legionsoflies at gmail.com if you need to send (laughs) 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 If y'all want to send any complaints on that story. <laughs> Taking the heat off United one story at a time. There you go. Yeah. Good lord, that poor fucking donkey. He's just probably chilling, eating grass. I was like, what? <laughs> okay, I guess we're going this way now. No, uh oh. Man, you UK children are brutal. Either that boulder was way too close to that like quarry edge, or or it wasn't. And then how do you not notice a chain at, hanging out of this boulder when you push it? Over the quarry. You know, man, there's just, you just can't. Oh, man. 
I'm just saying, if you leave your donkey chained to a boulder, and that boulder is next to the edge of a quarry, I mean, you can kind of figure out. It's going to happen. You got shitty kids running around. And <laughs> Fuck. T- tell, tell Dave that it's not his fault. It is your fault, Dave. It's kind of his, donkey. It's kind of his fault. But you lie to him. Tell tell him it'll be okay. He couldn't have known. <laughs> Ryan's face was oh no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there's either gonna be a donkey at the top of this or at the bottom of this. Either way, there's donkey at the bottom of this. Okay, this one looks like it's got a list attached to it. This is the monster horse. I've been testing Mr. Cheeseful Pass, aged by Brother Pesgarabin, using a miniaturized version of our own military's might. But each time, I'm bested by somebody who nothing, does nothing but dig holes and fills them with guns and blast my forces away before they can even reach their targets. This is most embarrassing. How am I supposed to be my father's palace to ruin when I can't even bet someone who needs a few slim fasts? I have passed the details of my force on your associate path to you. Please show me where I'm going wrong. Thank you. Farewell. Okay, so that might have been a little bit hard to hear. That's as loud as it was going. Uh, but basically this guy called in. I think his name was uh, his Horus. His name was Horus. Warmaster Horus. And he's been testing his army against Perturabo. And it looks like his, his army has been getting his dick kicked in. Over and over again. Um, so let us see. He actually sent in a list attached to this as well. Oh, I see what's going on here. Uh, he's running. Uh, he says, Here you go, buddy. Have fun. The list is as follows it's a Leviathan Force organization chart. Uh, he took a Macedon heavy assault transport, super heavy. Problem command. one. Okay. <laughs> problem, problem discovered. Four- 400 killer missiles. <laughs> we solved then, it, folks. We solved it. And the two optional Lord of War choices are two Mastodons with 400 killer missiles each. Not not super heavy command takes. Uh, then he took a Allies choice, which looks like in his Allies choice, he took an HQ, which has a champion with artificer armor, and a pair of lightning claws mastercrafted with a jump pack. In his troop choice, he took 13 tactical marines, chain swords, nuncio vox, and legion vexilla, a 10-man recon marine squad with shotguns, recon armor, a chameleon, (laughs) and and melt-a-bombs. Brian, you're breaking out in hobs, I think, right now. (laughs) In his elite choice, he took ten destroyers, two with missile launchers, and suspensor webs. <laughs> this is a troll. This is a troll. <laughs> There's no way this is real. This is a troll. Wait, dude, I'm not in his fast attack yet. <laughs> Michael's in on okay, space. This is a <laughs> fucking troll. I have I have one question. Oh, How many tarantulas did you take? Three tarantulas <laughs> But don't worry, they're the good it. ones. They're the good ones with twin-linked rotor cannons. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, I was worried there for a second. And then his heavy support is a, a Death Storm drop pod. So, uh, Ryan, what would you do with that list? How would you <laughs> <laughs> uh, Throw it so, all away. 
start over. <laughs> so the email, the title of the email is triggering Ryan. So <laughs> <laughs> I do like how we made it halfway down the list before Ryan was fully like, like what the fuck? Like, Hold up. <laughs> Three Mastodons. <laughs> There's no way. Well, uh, when, the, when the best thing by a very wide margin <laughs> in your list is recon Marines with shotguns, you may have a problem. You may have a small problem. Oh, that came from the Legion Lies podcast as well. <laughs> and Triggered Ryan. So Alistair made sure he triggered you. And uh, I also made sure to get a picture of you, Ryan, over the camera so that he could see how fucking like, done with that list immediately you were. <laughs> like, <laughs> this son of a bitch. Oh, so fucking I'm not going to lie. I feel bad. I got something. I mean, it wasn't that level bad, but it was approaching that a while back and i basically just sent the guy an email back and was just trying to explain and be as nice as i could while also being blunt and i just never got a response back <laughs> so i think i lost this a listener it's okay if you can't take the heat it's gotta stay I, out of the kitchen i don't know how to tell you that i can't help you i'm sorry <laughs> so next email comes from keith he says hey michael what are you using for grenade launcher for sisters of silence <laughs> Uh, glad you asked. Glad you asked. My buddy Lucas sent me some grenade launchers from his Scion kit. And I cut the bottom out right where the hand is molded on. And that's where that goes. And that's it. That's all the voicemails. That's all the voicemails and emails that we have. Uh, uh, guys, I've been getting a lot of messages uh, from you asking about the stratagems that Tom Gold makes uh, that I shouted out on last episode and that you've definitely seen on Instagram, definitely seen going around. Because actually, I'm looking at an email right now about it. <clears throat> Unfortunately, uh, he doesn't make them. I think he, he can get them printed. He has like a PDF file for them and he can get them printed, but they're not readily able to buy. Uh, Andrew Hollis has a set, which is the normals, normal zone mortality stratagems. Look just as good, just as nice. Uh, however, uh, Tom Gold actually like has like custom stratagems that we're using. Um, but until he makes them into uh, into a special set that he's selling, man, right now, unfortunately, you know what? I'll start a thread. I'll start a thread on uh, on the Facebook page, and like I'll just point him that way and be like, "Look at all these people that want it. All you gotta do is comment on that thread." And just show him like he's got a following, and if he wants to go put him on game crafters or something like that, he would make some money off of it. So, well, and if he doesn't want to ship him over here, I'm sure we could work something out where we could find a printer here and print him for him here, and then just well, send him the money via PayPal. Well, like in the case of like uh, uh, Andrews, like Andrew has a company called Game Crafters that actually makes them. And yep. like he just sends it to them, and then you just pay them, and I think you get like a commission if anybody buys your games. But I don't okay, know. so it's kind of like when you make your own T-shirts or whatever. Yeah, they use your design to make T-shirts or whatever. It's it's pretty much the same thing. But that's it for voicemails, guys. Do you have any shout-outs or anything you want to go over before we start burning into some lists? Yo, me, I got a list. I got a special request list for me to fucking knock out before I bid you guys adieu. So, oh, let's hear it. Want me to jump into that? Okay, this is from uh, listener Jake. It says, hello. Hello there. I love 
your guys show and i'm brand new to 30k and just recently got my red army books i started iron hands army because they're the first chapter i've read about and what pushed me into 40k and this is an addicting hobby since gw doesn't give a shit about them in 40k and i see they have rules <laughs> and a damn name character in 30k and what furthered my decision to play them and play 30k i decided to do a 2500 point head of the gorgon list where ferris outflanks with tanks and i use his ability that to give my vehicles it will not die so i have ferris and 20 tactical marines and a leviathan so far yada 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 okay so powerful jake here new 30k player and he's getting into iron hands and that was also my first uh 30k army as well so i've you know kind of suiting i feel like i helped him out and I've played Head of the Gorgon quite a bit in the past, so I, I kind of get how it works and what works and then what doesn't. Um, so, without further ado, I'll, he gave some pretty, you know, minor, you know, he has 20 Tactical Marines, Ferris, and a Leviathan. And those are all things I think we can work with. Uh, the only thing about this list, there is a way you can fit the Leviathan in really easy. Okay, when I go over it, I'll talk about how you can do that, but I did not include it in this because the overall aesthetic of the army and how it's going to look, I think the change I made you'll think is cool as well, Jake, hopefully, maybe. And uh, it'll it'll give your army a little bit stronger theme than just have like one off Leviathan and a, a Dreadnought drop. So, um, first thing I did was I put Spearhead Centurion Cashman North in your HQ slot. So we're going to assign him to a tank later in the list. But he's only 80 points, and he's very good. And he doesn't really suffer from the weakness that, like, an armored breakthrough HQ tank does, where if it gets blown up, the character's just killed outright, or is treated as a disembarking, you know, transported passenger. So he actually is a physical model and can stay alive that way. So moving on, and we'll go to troops. Uh, those two 20-man squads you had, just break them into units to 10. And put them in rhinos. Pretty easy. I equip these uh, these uh, tactical marines. Each squad is a unit of ten with a vexilla. Sergeant has an artificer armor, and rhino has a dozer blade because we roll ones when we drive over small wooden fences with our rhinos. So you don't want that to happen. Um, <laughs> because these guys will be in tanks, you know they'll gain the outflank special rule, which is what head of the gorgon you know is mostly known for is people. Anything with a tank type can outflank. And this will give you the ability to get your scoring units down the field. Really good in games like Shatter Strike, where you, you score points based off the amount of scoring and denial units you have in your enemy zone. So that's a that gives you some tactical flexibility there. Uh, your Elite's Choice, I did one big unit of 10 Gorgon Terminators. So you mentioned in the in your email that you kind of like some of the Legion-specific units and stuff. And Gorgon Terminators, they might not be the greatest, but they'll get you by, and they do look pretty cool. Or I, I at least like them as a person who is a fan of the Iron Hands aesthetic. So how I kitted out this squad was I gave uh, four of them Power Fist, four of them Chain Fist, one of them a Power Axe, and the Gorgon Sergeant, the Hammer Bearer, he, he always comes with so you have a lot of high strength attacks. Um, they're initiative three base anyway, so it doesn't really hurt you that all your weapons are unwieldy. Uh, you got chain fist, power fist, and they're all all high strength attacks. 
And then uh, they're going to take a dedicated transport Spartan with the usual army ceremony flare shield dozer blade. So the the regular accoutrements that any Spartan you ever see has. Uh, now here we get to the heavy sports lot, and this is where kind of all the fun stuff comes in. So this first tank is going to be where you're going to put Castrum and North in, and it's going to be a Sicker and Arcus strike tank. You're going to buy the Sky Spear Warheads, Dozer Blade, and Armored Ceramite for it. Um, reason why I did that, I mean, if, if he can gain Tank Hunter and plus one ballistic skill on those missiles that you can ripple fire away and you can outflank that tank, the tank becomes very, very deadly. So it does, does weigh in at about 245 points. But you can get mileage out of it pretty quickly as long as you're you're careful about how you use that outflank ability. So if you're playing against flyers and you're going to be using your Sky Spear Warheads, you're not going to want to outflank it because you want it on the table when those flyers come in. Um, and you might want to outflank it if you're playing against a bunch of tanks that have flare shields so you can get in the side arc and pump those uh, those standard Arcus missiles into the side, side armor of, you know, whatever whatever you're playing against but just just don't don't treat head of the gorgon as an excuse to unnecessarily outflank tanks sometimes you want them on the table sometimes you don't but um ortho go in that arcus and that thing's pretty flexible albeit very expensive so don't just like fucking throw it to the wolves you know pick your spots and and put it in a place where it can earn its points back so it should probably be shooting at a spartan or something of equal value uh, second heavy sport choice is a squadron of two Vindicators with dozer blades, and I made one of those Vindicators a squadron command tank. Um, Vindicator has a short range, so it's only 24 inches, but since you can outflank those tanks, that kind of compensates for that issue. And I gave one of the tanks as a squadron command tank because as long as that one is still alive, both of them are going to get Monster Hunter and Tank Hunter on those big Strength 10 AP2 templates. So not not too bad there. They are a squadron, so you only got to roll one dice to get both of them on as well. Uh, third and final choice. This was kind of my personal thing. It's my my favorite Sikrin chassis that I wanted to throw in there. I threw in a Sikrin Punisher assault tank, and I run it with a dozer blade, armored ceramite, two sponsor heavy bolters, and a pill mounted heavy bolter. And Note that a Sikrin also has a whole mounted heavy bolter as well. So this is also another candidate, depending on what you want to do, of where you could put Orth, because he would also give this unit plus one ballistic skill and tank hunter on a that that main cannon shoots like eighteen rending shots. So that's that's also pretty good with tank hunter. Um, I just thought it looked cool. You get all the you get the two like good newer Sikrin chassis in there that look really good painted up as iron hands and all that stuff and then your final lord of war is ferris manis so he's going to go with the gorgons into the spartan pretty simple um everything in here with the exception of the rhinos has an armor value of 13 or higher which is going to give them cloth um, all for that it will not die thing uh but jake if you're super hooked on the idea of use, using that leviathan it is going to be almost not mandatory, but it, the only way it's going to be tactically viable is to put it in a dreadnought drop pod. 
if you trim some points out of those Gorgons, as long as you leave six Gorgon Terminators there and drop a Sickrim Punisher, you can fit a Leviathan in a Dreadnought drop pot easy enough. I thought this list was a little more themey, and I don't know. Uh, I'm a I'm a diehard Iron Hands player. That, that's where my like heart and soul is as far as the fluff I really like, and uh, hope you like it. I think it's a pretty cool list. I'd be happy to play it, and I think it would look pretty dope on the tabletop. So, fucking spread your wings, little bird. <laughs> Take your wings and fly. Yeah. Make this list work for you. Well, there you go, guys. Well, appreciate that, Scott. Appreciate you breaking that list down with your your expertise and making that kid's dream come true making that man's dream come true (laughs) (laughs) all right you guys have a nice night good luck with everything talk to you later later scott later scott all right so now before we move on to any lists and continue on with lists which we've already pretty much done uh we have a big old stack of questions that ryan has in front of him that we're gonna go through so this is your episode boys so we got your questions. So well, Ryan, this one, this one's not really a question. It's just an email. Uh, you probably got a copy of it too. There. Uh, it says, "Hey, Michael and Ryan, I tried to email the Eye of Horus guys. He probably didn't get a hold of them since they don't have a podcast anymore or whatever the fuck's going on over there. Uh, but I think I get spammed out, um, and I don't know if they get my emails. Please pass this on. It's a couple pro tips. Not everyone may know or think about for Adepticon." Uh, one, I know the guys are going to try to pick up some stuff to take home. The pro tip for them is to ask the vendors if they can buy the example models. In my opinion, uh, they may cube out their luggage due to being assembled. I don't know what, maybe it auto-corrected to something. Basically saying if you can buy some of the example models that are already pre-assembled, they will fit, they're in a smaller, they'll take up less space in your bag. Yep, but they're coming back here for several days, so they could also build stuff here or break stuff down if they needed to uh, to pack it um, away. And then obviously, I could always ship it to them as well. But he says you save a ton of time in assembly. Just ask to buy the assembled models and pick them up on Sunday. It's one less thing the vendors have to pack up, so they're usually all for it. So that sounds like a good idea. Uh, two. Eat here. And he posted Kuma's Corner. Everybody knows about Kuma's Corner. Well, most people do. So I think we're already got that on the schedule. So he talks all about Kuma's Corner and what it is. Just look it up. It's spelled K-U-M-A-S-C-O-R-N-E-R. Kuma's Corner. We actually have one. Uh, there's two in Chicago. There's one in Schaumburg, one in Chicago, and the only other one anywhere is in Indianapolis. So we have one here, too. So that's why me and Emily have been up there a few times. Um, third, the cool mini or not blind bag auctions are really good. I don't know if they'll be doing them again, but they usually get them. Uh, you can usually get them to wink and nod if it's a good day to bid on a bag based on what it may contain if you're interested in. So tell them what you're interested in, and they may give you a clue as to whether you want to come back tomorrow or whatever. Uh, it's a good idea. Uh, if they are interested to start collecting Dark Age, which I think would be make cool alt models for Dark Age and sweet NPCs. He's right. So, or sorry for Necromunda. So yeah, Dark Age and Necromunda. Some of the models have a similar theme. 
And Tim and Michael have some Dark Age models too, so it'd kill two birds, one stone. Um, he said, you can also try to find somebody in Australia with an Armed Forces Postal Service address, an APO address. He's talking U.S. military, by the way. Uh, maybe somebody who works in an embassy uh, or an exchange officer on one of the bases. That way, basically, it's, it's cheaper to ship to an APO address than like a normal Australian address from the U.S., so he's basically saying if you know somebody over there or can hook up with somebody, if you can't take all your stuff back on the plane, um, you can mail it to one of those addresses for less money. Um, then he says, the Imperial Fist episode was good, but you left out the fact that Dorn slayed Alpharius. Well, we didn't because we didn't want to give out spoilers like you just did. Like you uh, Dorn just was cold-blooded. Did. Dorn was cold-blooded. Wasn't some bullshit demon helping him to do it. He's making fun of Fulgrim. Uh, Dorn took the best shot and then murdered him like a boss. Yes, he did. It's an awesome book. I love it. So, fantastic. Kuma's corner, man. Chili. It's the way to go. The burgers are all right. Chili is where it's at. All day. I'm actually gonna think, figure out. So, my. Uh, one of my reps from work is actually going to take me to some underground pizza joint that I'm really looking forward to. He said it blows the, like, pizza shit out of Giordano's. So, we're going to find out, man. Giordano's was delicious. Like, I don't, I can't even, I, I tried even ordering one to my house after that. I just couldn't compare. But just knowing that this could possibly be better, I don't know. Anyway. What's the next question slash email there, Ryan? So the next email comes from E. Brown. Actually, let me scroll to the bottom real quick. Evan. This says, Death Guard and the hold in my wallet. Uh, It says, Ryan, first off, I have an hour commute one way, so your guy's podcast is the heat. (laughs) I've never been called the heat before. Thanks for the work you dudes put into each episode. Now a little backstory. I've been in the army 15 years and my buddy got me into 40k about 18 months ago. I quickly thereafter saw a 30k Mortarian model about the time the calf box sets dropped. Fast forward 12 months and my death guard collection is such and I haven't touched 40k. Uh, so he's rocking Mortarian, Typhon, Master Signal, Praetors, uh, Apothecary, 8 Quad Mortars, Jesus Christ man, you don't like friends, <laughs> 7 Death Shroud, 3 Contemptors, uh, 30 Mark IV Marines, 20 Breachers, 3 Rhinos, 2 Lightning Strike Fighters, 20 Grave Warden, 10 Volkite Coverns, 3 Leviathans, 2 Medusas, 1 Dreadnought Drop Pod. He's got a Fellblade, a Glaive, and a Warlord Titan. How the fuck do you, like, where did you just squeeze a Warlord in there? Anyway, long story short, I'm emailing you because in the podcast you've recommended vet squads for several dudes, and I was curious if I could get a suggested loadout for a two five-man vet squads if you've got time. And how you'd employ them. Looking to branch a list away from the Reaping Rod of War. Thanks again for your guys' work for the heresy. I just ordered a shirt from the site as well. Evan. Powerful Evan ordering his shirt. So what'd you do for Powerful Evan? Five well, he, just, he, he sent me all this stuff. I didn't know if he wanted a list or just wanted the Vet Squad. He just asked for the Vet Squad loadout. So I'm just giving him the Vet Squad loadout. And if he wants a list, I can do a list. I mean, but we've done... A million Death Guard lists. I'm sure he can just get on our list library and look at all those. I mean, he doesn't have any bad units here. Like, everything he has is good. 
I didn't see anything wrong. Yeah, he probably needs a siege breaker so he can throw some phosphex on some of those quads. I wouldn't run eight phosphex quads. I'd maybe run four, max. Um, and then um, when the termite comes out, I'd pick him up a termite. He's only got one fast attack, or he's got two fast attack. Death Guard's not huge on fast attack if you think about it. Um, there's not a lot of things that fit with them. The lightnings are maybe the best thing simply because you can put phosphex bombs on them. That's a little fluffy. Um, I feel like, uh, attack bikes would be all right. Like they feel pretty hefty. They're two wounds. They mount heavy weapons. That seems fairly death guard, but I feel like the termite is going to be like the death guard fast attack go to, or the death guard, the termite. Yeah. The termite will be something that you can take in your death guard army. That's very fluffy. And he's got those breachers, and we've already talked about in the past. I feel like the breachers will go really good in a termite. For sure, dude. Absolutely. Make them make um, breachers great again. But other than that, I mean, he's got pretty much everything you'd need to build. He's got the three rhinos. Um, he could use... Does he, He's got a Spartan. He could probably use one or two just normal uh, Mark IIb land raiders. I think that that's a really Death Guard choice. Um, but that'd really be the only thing I would maybe add to this to get a wide variety of lists. But anyway, as far as vet squads, I to me, the best vet squad, like if if, if I was only going to have 10 veterans, I only have 10 guys because he's got two five-man squads, what I would do is just give all of them combi meltas and run them as machine killer. Because you can always choose to make a marksman if your opponent doesn't have anything... Uh, you know, that requires the plus one strength. Like, say they just took a knight, like a knight's 13, 12, 12, and can't ever take armored ceramite. So there's really no reason to get, to, like, do the machine killer. You might as well just hit him with the normal melted guns and then pick marksman so that once you fired off your melted guns, you can go to town on whatever else is in his army if you live. Um, <laughs> you really only need the machine killer if you're going after something that's armor 14 with armored ceramite, like a Spartan or, you know, something like that. Um, but I mean, to me, that's the best loadout. Once again, if you ended up with that termite, uh, you could throw those veterans in that termite for some deep strike, you know, something like that. So I would just build all 10 of them with common melts man. Um, if you're wanting two distinct builds, I would do one combi weapons and I would do one with a sergeant with a power weapon and then two other guys with power weapons. So you could run them as marksmen that also have a little bit of close combat or you can run them as uh, weapon masters. But I, I feel like you should go 10-man squad, not two five-mans, and just do them all the same. Powerful advice from powerful Ryan Kimmel. Yeah. yeah but I, I would do the same thing. If I, was, if I was stuck with one loadout for my entire life, I could only pick one, it would be machine killers with commie melters on the whole unit. For sure. I dig that. I've been using uh, combi grenade launchers in Zone Mortalis. That's fun. But from here on out, since we're moving to Centurion mode, go Machine Killer Vets. Switching it up. Um, and if he needs list help, just uh, hit me on... Uh, it's easiest on that kind of stuff like that. Just hit me up on Facebook Messenger. You can find It's Ryan Kimmel in Martinsville, Indiana. You can find me on Facebook Messenger. Just say... Hey, you know, I listen to the show and ask me whatever question. I I can answer that really quick, and we can actually have a dialogue. As I said, if you fucking email me 
Um, usually I print the email off and it just goes in the stack. And then when I get around to it five days later, after going through all the other emails that are in front of you, I find it and then I email you and then wait two days and then you email me. If It's just easier if you hit me up on Facebook Messenger, we can get it done. Like, no problem. <laughs> just knock it out real quick. Yeah. Yeah, dude, we're really good at answering that Facebook as well. It tells you. Yeah, me. you can you can send it to the RFI Facebook. I, I try to keep tabs on that. Um, I, I try. I feel like we're pretty good at that. Or you can hit me up on my personal one. I don't care either way. You're, you're says, not bothering me. If it... <laughs> It says on Facebook we have a great response time, just so you know. I don't like to throw that out there, but you got to maintain that. And I'm just saying, there's four dudes watching it. Yeah. If you if you hit me up, don't worry. Like I said, if you hit me up and I'm busy, I'll just tell you, hey, I'm busy. Um, hit me up and you know, I'll give you a time. So I, I, I may forget about you. Just re-hit me up in eight hours if you don't hear back from me or whatever. Um, but I, I try to take care of people. Yes, he does. Very, very given. So next email comes from Richard. Richard says, powerful Radio Freeze fan hosts. I'm writing to ask for some help. One of my goals for the year is to grow the Heresy Seed in Chicago. It's a big place, lots of games, lots of gamers, but the local Facebook group is pretty dead. And I don't see very many games happening or dudes looking for dudes post. I'm hoping that if we, the premier 30K podcast in the world, nice, were to give a quick shout out, I might garner some more members and interest. The group is aptly named Chicago Land Horse Heresy, and I'm hoping to get an event run in the area, as this would be the number one place to advertise such as well. Uh, as a patron supporter, hey. I'm more than aware. Oh, hey, aren't you going going on Greg Dan's podcast where you can go ahead and pass this on to him since he's wanting the number one in the world or whatever? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like... we'll make sure Greg knows. <laughs> okay, yeah, so. So we did read off that story when the Ryan was out episode, so he did have another story, but we wanted to give the Chicago Land Post another bump because, you know. Also, going back to earlier in this episode, make sure, I'm sure he probably already did, but post in that mega thread or whatever Michael made. Hopefully that helps too. Chicago Land. So this next one is called I'm Perel Fist. Uh, it says, Dear Ryan, Hello, my name is Joseph, and I'm incredibly interested in starting a 30k army with the Imperial Fist. I know you did a whole episode, but to be honest, I'm not sure what much of it meant. <laughs> I'd like to go to Heresy <laughs> Camp in September, and would like a neat all-comers list that Dorn would fit neatly in. I know I need to pick up the Battle of Kalth box, but after that, I'm not sure where to go. I love flyers and tanks. <laughs> I know this is vague, and I have a rule book on the way, but in the meantime, I'd love some help. Thank you so much, Joseph. Oh, just I had to read this online because I laughed at this and how vague it was. It's like I like models. I like models. <laughs> put models in an army list. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. I'm not trying to be mean. It's just funny. Like I love it. That's why we're reading models. it. On, uh, I love. I like it. cool models. <laughs> um. So he's gonna have betrayal of calf plus flyers and tanks, which is everything in the game. So I guess just put anything in the game that you want. Like what? Mo- like surely. Plus Dorn. Plus Dorn. Um, this is one of those, Joe, uh, hopefully you're listening to this, hit me up on uh, Facebook Messenger, either in the RFI one or my personal one that we just said, Ryan Kimmel in Martinsville, Indiana. Just friend me on Facebook, and then we'll talk on Messenger. Uh, or message me in the uh, RFI like Facebook chat. and w- w- That way we can communicate faster, 
and I can get more information out of you. I can ask some more pointed questions to get you the help you need. I will say as well, buddy, if you go to our Radio Free Instagram page and you go to the very first page where it says Radio Free Instagram, you'll see where it says home, shop, post, videos, if you get an iPhone. Actually, I think it'll say it as well if you have it on the Android app. Yeah. Uh, it'll say home, shop, post, videos, photos. If you scroll that to the right, you'll see where it says about. If you click on that about, it'll give all the information about us. It'll say this official page of Radio Fistman podcast, everything like that. And you'll see inside there, it'll have our emails. And then you'll see where it says list library. If you click on that list library, that has all the lists. Like, I think we, this is the last time we pulled Ryan's list, which was a few months back. It has all the lists Ryan has made in PDF format. Uh, it was actually put in a PDF format from Powerful Will. And inside there, you should see some uh, Imperial Fist list to help you get you started. Uh, looking at it, there's one, two, three, four, five, six lists right now for Imperial Fist. Uh, to I mean, you can take a look through those. And also listen right to room. our. So you got a Kalfbox episode. That's another good way to start. Hell yeah, uh, it's still valid. One hundred percent. So. So if go you go back out. in our feed, there should be a 20-minute episode in there. It's, I think it's roughly 20 minutes. It says, so I have a calf box. What next? Or something like that. You'll find it. It's pretty far back. <laughs> 100%. Should give you should at least get you a start on where you're going. I know when I was first looking at Horse Heresy, I had no fucking clue what I was looking at. I remember that for sure. And so I was just buying a shitload of breachers at the time, which made sense to me. Like that seems 30k breachers, but now that you know I'm a learned 30k player, uh, it's a little bit easier. So good start well, is absolutely. We need, we need to get him a solid theme and see if he wants to do a right of war or not, because that really, you know, determines where you go from there. So because if he ends up with the Kalth box, if he wants to go like drop pods, obviously, well, since he likes tanks, so he probably don't want drop pods. So. With the information he gave me, you could go Armored Breakthrough, which would mean you'd need to get Predators and stuff. You could go Rhino Rush. You could go like a Land Raider, more Land Raider-based army. You could do a more combined arms with a mix of, of a lot of stuff. You could go Sicker and Heavy. Uh, you could do some of the new Termites, because they're going to be out here soon. I mean, there's a lot of ways you can go with this. So we just need to pick a theme and maybe get it locked in on like a Ride of War, what he wants to do. And then I can tell him how to load out his Kalthbox guys and what stuff to get to get him where he wants to go. Kick ass, dude. Badass. That'll definitely take care of him and get him on the right track. He's gonna if he's wanting tanks and he's wanting to run Dorn, he want pretty much one hundred percent in my opinion needs a Spartan. That's basically what Dorn is gonna be riding in. If it's a, a tank list with a Primarch in it, you pretty much your option is a Spartan. <laughs> that's yeah yeah well he also said he likes flyers so he can get one of them fancy thunderhawks <laughs> doing a ride in <laughs> that even turbo laser thunderhawk you don't even like turbo laser it's thunderhawk? good it's just you're never gonna play that many points man like it's just something you're never gonna fucking use never but it's an upgrade <laughs> i'm just playing <laughs> so anyway that's going to be it for the questions we have. That's going to be all the questions from our email. And well, look so what now, I'm doing. Eating caramel corn. Um, 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 Indiana caramel corn. 
Right in the microphone. I hope we get more nasty fucking comments about he's eating popcorn in the microphone. Because I am indeed doing that. You better watch out. Ryan's going to write y'all a $0 refund check. <laughs> well, that's some kind of filter to remove popcorn sounds. <laughs> so anyway, guys. So we're going to take a quick musical break. And then we will come back and we will start crunching through these lists. So... Hang tight, fellas. If you're out there, say something. Or, or give me a sign. I won't even I won't even say anything. Just I wanna know if you're okay. guys and welcome back so let's continue on with these lists knocking them out slowly here so this next list is titled new to heresy this comes from brennan it says hey ryan i want to start off and thank say thanks to you and your crew there you're doing a great job and i'm really happy to have discovered this show i'm new to heresy never actually played a game yet and haven't touched a game since third edition Get back into it last year, I was treated by discovering the heresy by accident to, on Forge World. I was lucky to see the Thousand Suns being totally what I'd imagined them before they got all fucked up and turned to dust. So I bought a bunch of stuff to start a legion and basically things I thought looked cool. Now thinking of a list, I could use some help on what I got as well as what I should I could add in terms of the Lord of War, etc. Here's what it's here it is down here in point form. So he's got a Burning Prospero box, 10 Kenatai Blade of Colts, uh, 10 Kenatai Blade of Colts, 10 Volkite Cavaliers, just the weapons only, 5 Rotor Cannons, weapons only, 5 Tataros Terminators, built, 10 Sekmet Terminators, 1,000 Sun Legion Praetor in Cataphracti Armor, 1 Rhino, 1 Landrider Phobos, built, 1 Fire Raptor, 1 Leviathan with Grav Flux Bombard and Storm Cannon. Note, I'm telling you what's built and not because mainly due to the second Kenatai Blade of Colts and both Volkite and Rotor Cannon Blades haven't been built. All I have currently to work on is 20 Mark III Marines and 20 Mark IV Marines left. Thank you so much. You guys are a real jib. The podcast really keeps me on my hobby time and keeping me hard for heresy. Here's some pics of my thousand suds. I hope you like what I'm doing so far. So he sent How us sick are those, man? Yeah, those are nice. They're nice so good. Raptor. Some of the nicest Thousand Suns I've seen, man. They are super legit. The OSL work on this Aramon is legit, boy. Digging it, dude. Digging it. Oh, man. It's one of those you laugh because people are like, oh, Thousand Suns are cheesy. And be like, yeah, you're right. I don't really care. Like, run Magnus and whatever if they're painted like this. I really wouldn't care. Jesus. They're painted so nice. You've paid the hobby tax. You can go ahead and denova me. I don't care. It's worth it. To for real, I love the dust on the legs, man. Like the weathering going up from the legs. Like he's got the cracked earth on the bases, and then right like about halfway up the shin, he's got weathered, weathered feet. 
Looks very solid, man. You've taken some classes, that's for sure. Proteus looks fucking delicious. I don't know. He might just be fucking super legit. There's a lot of people who are just like really good at painting. <laughs> this is one of them third edition marvels. So anyway, what'd you do for him list wise, Ryan? Um uh, hang on, let me put I'm fucking around with Battletech models, so let me put those away and read this list out. Um So this, I, I basically build his list because I had to really consider what he had. So he, if you look, he doesn't really have a lot of transports. Nope. So I decided to go with um, uh, the uh, Guard of the Crimson King because it takes his Sekhmet that he has and makes him scoring, which is important because that's like the largest point. So his Kentai Blade Occult don't score. Um, you can't take Volkite Cavaliers or Rotocannon guys um, unless you know, as a uh, compulsory. Um, and he didn't really have any other... He's got those 40 guys he can build, and that was it. Um, and I knew I was going to have to use a lot of these models, so I needed a way to get those expensive units that he had to score, and I also needed a way to get them where they needed to be on the board. So I thought Guard of the Crimson King would be good because it would give those Sekhmet Deep Strike and also allow them to be uh, compulsory troops where he could get into the other models that he already had and also give him more scoring units. So that's where my head was at. So when you take the right of war you must take either magnus the red uh what is it there's a specific list of things you have to take as an hq um one's magnus uh and then i think it's aramon and some other shit but the, the if you want to do a generic hq it has to be a mastery level three praetor so what i did is i took a praetor and terminator armor with mastery level three with a paragon blade that's all he has that's all he really needs be honest um and you you'd make him i just put generic terminator armor in the list he can make it whatever he wants if he wants to do it tartaros cataphracty or whatever um he can do it however i think the what's the model that forge world sells that looks really cool that praetor and terminator armor i believe it's cataphracty is it not yes yes it is pretty sure okay so that's what i would do is get that model and just use that one because that's a badass model um so that's the HQ. Then for troops, I took a uh, five-man Sekhmet Terminator squad. Uh, two of them have Chain Fist, and all the rest of them just have their force weapon. Then for the second troop's choice, I took another five-man Sekhmet. Two of them have Chain Fist. The other guys have force weapons. Those are going to be your two compulsory, and they're going to deep strike using this right of war so they can get where you need them to go. Uh, for the third troop's choice, I took ten tactical support marines um, with... Uh, Volkite Calivers, all of them, including the Sergeant. The Sergeant also has Artificer Armor, and I bought those guys a Rhino, just a 35-point Rhino. Um, their weapons are heavy. I figure you probably deploy them in the Rhino, move the Rhino up, get them out, maybe run them to get them in a good position, and then they shoot 30 inches, so then you should just be able to camp them the rest of the game. And I would give these guys the Corvidae called Arcana because they're heavy, you're not going to want to move them. And the Colt, the Corvidae, Cold Arcana, if you don't move when shooting, you can reroll ones. So it it just makes sense. Um, for the Sekhmet, they either should be whatever the Pyromancy uh, Cold Arcana is or the uh, Telekinesis one because that's what they, they have to choose their powers from that. Uh, um, I didn't pick... The a- is Telekinesis and the Pyromancy is Pyre. Pyre. I didn't put a lot of the cold arcanas down on here because it's kind of 
you know, what like player preference. On the ones like this uh, tactical support squad, I went ahead and put Corviday because it's like the to me it's the obvious choice. Heavy weapons guys should be fucking Corviday because it's like they don't move because they're not moving. They get to reroll the one. It's just makes too much sense. Uh, so for elites, I took ten uh, Kenatai uh, Blade Occult dudes. Uh, the sergeant, the blade master, has artificer armor. Um, I put Pavoni on them, which is Biomancy. And then you'll probably want to select your powers from Biomancy because Biomancy just fits too well with these guys. Um, for the second elite choice, I took 10 veterans. You can give them any veteran skill you want. I would recommend uh, Marksman or Weapon Master. Uh, the t- uh, two of the- these 10 guys have power weapons. I would do axes. Um, then the sergeant has artificer armor and power weapon as well, and they're in a rhino. Uh, once again, these guys you can buy them any cold arcana you want, just depending on what you wanted to do. Uh, for heavy support, I took a land raider Phobos, so the kit, uh, Kentai Blade Occult will go in this Phobos. The Phobos has armored ceramite and dozer blade. For the second heavy support, I took a Fire Raptor because it, this fucking Fire Raptor I'm looking at is way too beautiful to not use. Yeah. Um, it's got auto, it's got auto cannons and hell strikes because that's what it's modeled with in the picture. And then for the third and final heavy support choice, I took a Leviathan Pattern Siege Dreadnought uh, with drill, storm cannon, torso mounted twin linked Volkites, two of them, and armored Ceramite. And it's in a Dreadnought Drop Pod. So he doesn't own the Dreadnought Drop Pod. It's it's one of those things, we've talked about it many times on the show, if you have a Leviathan, pretty much needs to go in a Dreadnought Drop Pod. Um, and then he doesn't own a close combat weapon for it, but he should just buy a close combat weapon for it and magnetize the arm so he can swap it around. Agreed. I feel like it's one of those things that always needs a close combat weapon because if it doesn't, it can get tied up with tactical marines or something like that pretty easily. Yeah, unless you're paying a ridiculous tax of other Marines to keep to keep your dreadnought alive, and then at that point, what's the point? Yeah. So. So anyway, that's the list. So this list is cool. It's got the the veteran score, the tactical support Marine score, and the two set mech unit score. The Praetor will go with one unit of the sec met. He gains deep strike as well. So your Sekhmet are going to deep strike, your your plane will fly on, the Dreadnought comes in turn one with the drop pod. So turn one on the board, you'll have the Land Raider driving up with the Kintai Blade dudes. The Tax Support Squad can cruise up in the Rhino, get out and take position. Um, and the Dreadnought will come in, and then you're, it's kind of a reserve-heavy army, uh, but it, it is what it is. I'm, I'm just basically working with what he had uh, model-wise. I still think it'll be a solid list. It's uh, pretty tame for Thousand Suns, which is good. It's still got a decent psychic mastery because the Praetor has to be level three. The two segment squad are two apiece, so that's seven. And then the Kintai Blade of Cold is level one, so that's eight. So it's mastery level eight, but that's still not crazy. I don't think you're going to really fucking trigger people too bad. And then on the segment, you can tone them down a lot by... If you select, uh, what is it? Not is it? Not Pavoni. The other one, the telekinesis one. You just told me, and I always forget. Uh, Raptora. Yeah, 
if you select Raptora, there'll be a two up, three up, which is pretty fucking foul. Um, you could always, you know, pick Pyre and be a little more tame. So it's one of those things you can kind of tailor it without actually changing models, depending on uh, how rough you want it to be. Yeah. And there's room to grow as well in that list. If you, yeah. Uh, you're not maxed out on tanks or anything like that. So Nope. Nope. Plenty of room to grow. Yeah, that's the other thing on that right of war. I believe you have to have, what, more more infantry than more Legion of Stardes than you do vehicles or something like that, but you got plenty. Yeah, more Legion of Stardes than vehicles. Yeah, and you got plenty. I counted it and made sure it was legal, so. Yeah. And that one kind of sucks because it says vehicle of any kind, so. Yeah, so even like the Dreadnought and its drop pod. So right now he's got the Dreadnought drop pod, the Dreadnought, the Fire Raptor, the Land Raider, that's four, two Rhinos, which are six. So he's got six, but on the, the infantry side, he's got a Praetor, Sekhmet, Sekhmet, that's three, Tactical Support, it's four, Kentai Blade of Cults, five, Veterans is six. So he's even right now. He's six and six right now. Oh. So. I wasn't counting the Fire Raptor. Yeah. So if he, if he, he'd have to add an infantry unit, then he could add a tank, then he could add an infantry unit, then he could add a tank. But. Rock and roll. So there's a Thousand Suns list for you people. So, take that one to the bank. Next up comes from powerful Hawken You Not Right, which is hilarious. It's <laughs> Hawk, but his email address is hilarious. Okay. He says, this is titled Emperor's Children Carnivalia. Carnival. Carnivalia. It says, hi, Ryan. I've been an RFI listener from the start. But this is my first time writing in. I'm balls deep in Mechanicum shenanigans as I'm tra- typing this. But my first heresy love has always been the Emperor's Children. I'm considering making a force which represents the Emperor's Children in all their mid-war glory later this year. I will use the third company ride of war, and I'm going to model up Marius Valeri- Vol- Ver- Verosian. Verosian. Yeah, Verosian. Marius Verosian. And it's a leader. To add to the feeling of a crazy sonic weaponry and slipping sanity, I would also love to get some allied cultists into the army. Fuck yeah, dude. That sounds badass. A force commander with two provinces, two with 25 levies with discipline colliers, and 10 spawn is 500 points on the nose. I was thinking tainted flesh and abhuman helots, nicely resembling shambling hordes that are driven forward by drug-induced madness. The spawn could be modeled as Tirada, the enhanced marines that Apothecary Fabius was creating. From there, 2,000 points can go into pretty much anything 3rd Legion. I own no models for this yet, so be- anything goes. Maybe throw in a couple Contemptors, because I love the look. And a Whirlwind Scorpius. Scorpius is. Sorostoras, Exorcist, anyone? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be tight. Those old, like, organ, organ Exorcist? Yep. That'd be cool alongside the cacophony but none of those are mandatory in the end it should be a list that quite simply doesn't get tabled every game but then again pain is pleasure right i'm very curious to see what your thoughts are about this type of list keep up the great work and the show cracks me up every time i feel like you guys have found the perfect balance of wargaming and shit stories greetings from germany hawk p.s i plan on making the cultists all sorts of artists gone mad i like the sculptor i made for a shadow war gang last year should be great fun. And he sent a picture to his Instagram. 
And so this is his Instagram is jcop313, J-A-Y-C-O-P-313. And yeah, dude, that is a fucking, that's a, that's a terrifying thought. So it's a sculptor with like his like sculpting chisel and his hammer. And you could tell he's just like all cultist out and shit like that. So <laughs> it's like, he's still, uh, he says, meet Augustine Gray, August Gray, the remembrancer and sculptor in service of the 28th expeditionary fleet during the great crusade. Why well, he has like a whole fucking story on him. Go check out J Corpse models, man. They're pretty. Oh my god, look at that! Sorry, he has a Night Majera on here that's super legit. Go check him out, guys. It's good stuff. So anyway, what'd you do for his okay, so, Third Legion? So what I did, I just made him. This list is it's two thousand and ten points, which is just it's kind of a random number, but I know he's going to add cultists to it, so I just left him basically four hundred ninety points to make his. Because he said it, the one thing he was doing was right at about 500 points to add to this. So I just basically made the Emperor's Children portion, and then he can add whatever cultist stuff in that he wants. Uh, so he said he wanted Marius Ferozian. I don't know if I'm doing spoilers or not, but that guy dies during uh, uh, Angel Exterminatus. <laughs> yeah, he gets vaporized into ash. Um, so, I mean, not to say you shouldn't use him or play with him or whatever. So this is one of those weird characters that they don't, there's no way to equip your Praetor like he was equipped because he was essentially just a noise Marine. So he had like a Sonic blaster or whatever, but he was a Praetor with a Sonic blaster, which you can't do. So I, I didn't really know what to do equipment wise. So I just did a, uh, a Praetor with bolt pistol, Paragon blade, Volkite charger, so I figured you would equip him with like uh, some type of sonic weapon, but just use the rules of a Volkite charger because that's about the nastiest, most shots shooting weapon you can give a Praetor. Uh, digital lasers, Iron Halo, and Sonic Shrieker. Um, so I figured you'd just basically maybe put a uh, scabbarded sword to represent the Paragon Blade in his belt and then give him some type of... Uh, weapon that looks like a sonic weapon that you would just use as a Volkite charger. And other than that, he's, you know, fairly basic Praetor. Um, and then that guy's taken right of war third company elite, uh, for troops. I took a unit of eight cacophony. The orchestrator, which is the Sergeant has artificer armor and power spear. And they're in a rhino with a multi melta. Um, for the second troops choice, I took nine cacophony, uh, the orchestrator has artificer armor and power blade or Phoenix, sorry, power blade, Phoenix power spear. And they're also in a rhino with penal mount and multi-melta for elites. I took a contemptor mortis dreadnought with two carries assault cannons to get his contemptor in that he wanted. Uh, for the second elites choice, I took five terminators, just normal terminators. Uh, I think he would run these as cataphract. I forget which box that he had. I think he said he had betrayal at cow. So, um, these would be cataphracty, I guess. Um, Sergeant has power fist. Two normal guys have power fist and two other guys have chain fist. And they're in a land raider Phobos with dozer blade and armored ceramite. For elites, I have two apothecaries, just base bare bones apothecaries. Each one of each apothecaries will go with the uh, cacophony. And then the Praetor will go in the squad that has room for it to fit in the rhino, the eight man squad. 
for fast attack, I took a Xiphon with ground tracking auguries. I felt like that was fairly Emperor's Children. Um, for heavy support, I got a Whirlwind Scorpius because he said he wanted a Whirlwind Scorpius and a Sikorin Venator Tank Destroyer to give him a little bit of anti-tank punch since it's fairly light on anti-tank. Also for his militia, he said uh, add human helots and tainted flesh. I would keep the tainted flesh and go with um, Kim inhalers. I feel like Kim inhalers is fluffier for what he's trying to do. Drugs and the Kim inhalers. Makes sense. Yeah. Enhancements inside the Kim inhalers. Because Kim inhalers is essentially a leadership buff. It makes him, you know, essentially stubborn or whatever. And it also just fits fluff wise because it's, you know, drugs. So <laughs> I would dust. do that over I would do that over abhumans from a fluff standpoint. I think abhumans is slightly more powerful. Yeah, maybe. I mean Kim inhalers is still really good. They're both the same points cost. So it's it's not like he's gonna have to rearrange his militia, allied detachment or whatever. It's just, I just think it would be uh, fluff here with what he's trying to go with. Agree, agree, hundred percent. And I'll be honest with you, man. Uh, I'm lost in this dude's Instagram page right now. Uh, this he's got so much sweet stuff on here. Like he's got a Mechanicum converted Stormlord. He converted up an Alpharius. Like, uh, dude, it's just, this Instagram page is fantastic. Jcop313, go do yourself a favor, all you listeners out there. Go check him on Instagram. Go get your eyes blessed by those beautiful pictures in there. I love it. Okay. Next list comes from Jonas. It says, Alpha Legion Recon Company. Hello, Radio Free Instavan. Big thanks for making the podcast. Always a pleasure to listen to. At the moment, I'm trying to build a 3,000-point Alpha Legion recon company, but I'm having trouble. Maybe not the biggest surprise, considering it's recon marines. Rules is written. I don't think you have to include more recon marines than the additional compulsory troop choice for that right of war, but it feels wrong to have a recon company with just one recon squad. At the moment, I'm assembling two fire raptors that I want to include in my list. I would like to include a Proteus with an exploratory augury web for the reserves manipulation, both my own and hampering the enemy. But as I have put it in reserve, if I run it as a heavy support in a recon company, I thought about to I thought about to include it as a dedicated transport to have use of its special rule. That is about the only reason besides the conversions opportunities that I have included a command squad. Maybe I could run them with just Volkites to make them cheaper, even though they might be a bit overpriced as a pure Volkite squad. I have thought about using the Damocles Rhino for long-range communications with the gunships, but it can't interfere with the enemy reserves as the Proteus. Uh, in the future, I th- have thought about getting a Storm Eagle carrying 10 recon marines with melt bombs but I'm afraid when they enter the game, I'll be tabled before they even drop to the ground. If I understand the rules correctly, the scout special rule from the recon marines means a Storm Eagle can enter the table from the flanks with guns blazing. I have one small unit of veterans in this list that are meant to be accompanied by the Vigilator so they can sneak up and use the recon company shrouded special rule without using up the Alpha Allegiance rule. Uh, the Praetor and one of the medics joins the command squad. The other medics are meant just to join with the large recon squads for an added punch. 
I'm tempted to use the Alpha Legion mutable tactics to get my get infiltrate as most of my army already have the special the scout special rule, making them up close for that first turn that I hopefully will have the ability to re-roll the dice to see who starts the recon company who starts that the recon company gets, but could easily see the use of the counter attack counter charge or tank hunter. Uh, I'm playing in a vehicle in Dreadnought Heavy meta, so almost all the units are fully equipped with Melta Bombs. And for further enhancement, the feeling to further enhance the feeling of a force tooled up with the explosives. explosives. Behind the enemy line, sabotaging key installations. Uh, so that's about it. It's my in my list. I wanted to run. I wanted an Alpha Legion Recon Company and include more than one unit Recon Marines. Preferably with shotguns or close combat weapons, a saboteur, and two fire raptors. But anything else I have, no problem tossing it out and exchanging it for something useful. So, what did you do with his list, Ryan? Okay, while I'm reading this off, go to the this right of war, the recon company, so you can double check me on because I I wrote I'm staring at a stack of twenty lists and I can't reference everything. When I did these lists, I actually had the rules in front of me, but it's hard to read them off and keep my fucking rules straight a lot of times, so back me up on these if I have questions. On my way. All right, so for HQ, I took a Praetor, because you got to have something to take the right of war. So I took a Praetor taking Legion Recon Company right of war. This dude has Bolt Pistol, Paragon Blade, Melt Bombs, Iron Halo, Power Dagger. So pretty standard loadout for um, Alpha Legion. For his second HQ, I took a Saboteur with Artificer Armor, Bolt Pistol, uh, just Chainsword, uh, Combi Melta, and Power Dagger. Uh, for troops, I took a 10-man tactical squad, just normal tacticals. The Sergeant has a Melta Bomb. They're in a Rhino with a pin-mounted Multi-Melta. Uh, for the second troop's choice, I took 10 Reconnaissance Marines. All 10 of them have shotguns. Uh, all 10 of them have melt bombs. The sergeant has power fist, power dagger, and artificer armor. And they're in a dedicated Storm Eagle assault gunship. And the Storm Eagle has uh, wing-mounted twin-link las cannons and a single missile launcher in the nose. For the third troop choice, I took another 10-man uh, recon marine squad. All 10 of these guys have shotguns. All 10 of these guys have melt bombs. The sergeant has power fist, artificer armor, and power dagger. For elites, I took a 10-man marksman vet squad. It's important that they get the outflank. Um, two of these guys have combi meltas or combi plasmas, whatever you wanted to do. Um, all 10 of them have melt bombs. The sergeant has artificer armor and power weapon, and they're in a rhino with pinnel-mounted multi-melta. For fast attack, I took seven seekers. Uh, okay. Let's see. Six of them have combi weapons. You can do meltas, plasma once again. I'd probably do meltas. Um, the strike leader has artificer armor, power fist, and power dagger, and they're in a dedicated land raider Proteus, and the Proteus has a Dozer Blade, Armored Ceramite, and Explorator Augury Web. For the second fast attack slot, I have nine Outrider bikes. All nine of them have melt bombs. Uh, three of them have power weapons. The Sergeant has a Power Fist and Power Dagger, so that's a pretty baller unit. Uh, for the third and final heavy or fast attack slot, I have a 
squadron of two javelins. They're just base javelins, so heavy bolter and uh, twin link cyclone missile launcher. And then for heavy support, I have two fire after gunships. You know, obviously they're different slots. Um, both fire raptors have wing mounted hell strikes and reaper autocannon batteries. So this has his two reconnaissance marine squads. It has the two fire raptors in it, and it has a saboteur in it, just like you wanted. Everything checks out, dude. I mean, you don't have Terminator armor models in there. You don't have a tank nope. that starts on the heavy support that starts on the table, and you filled nope. out the compulsory choice there. So, yeah, y'all good. You're good. Yeah, and so what's cool about this, you choose infiltrate. Everything in this army that infiltrates or scouts um, gains what? Shrouded, turn one, right? Everything that infiltrates... When uh, all models deployed onto the table using the scout or infiltrate special rule gains the shrouded special rule during the first game turn. Right. So Outrider bikes, the Land Raider Proteus, both scout. When you because the Land Raider gains scout when you have exploratory augury web. Um. Then the Recon Marines both uh scout. One of them's in the Storm Eagle, but the one on the board scouts. And then you can choose. Uh, infiltrate for your army-wide rule and infiltrate all your other shit that you wanted to. So basically everything that starts on the board is going to start shrouded, including your land rear. And then force force your opponent to play night fight? Mm. Yeah. Trick him. Trick and him what you can do, fight. so like if they shoot at your outriders, because your outriders are 100% geared close combat, so basically whenever they're shot at, you're pretty much going to jink. Um, so they're going to be jinking at a two plus cover save turn one and they scout. So you're going to basically just deploy those dudes right up in their fucking grill and then dare them to shoot at them with a two plus jink. And then you're going to be able to bolt up and try to clamp a bunch of melt bombs on shit turn two. That's perfect. <laughs> I mean, what, what more could you ask for? Yeah. They so this, the anti tank in this. The anti-tank in this list is basically melt bombs because you got nine Outriders melt bombs you got ten Veterans with melt bombs and you got 20 Reconnaissance Marines with melt bombs you got a Praetor with melt bombs Saboteur with melt bombs Tactical Marine Sergeant with melt bombs then you got two Multi-Meltas on the Rhinos, then you got the Storm Eagle with the, the LAS Cannons and Missile Launcher, you got the Fire Raptors with the eight Hell Strikes and the Auto Cannons um, you got the Javelins with the the cyclones and then you got the seekers with what I would do commie melt is on because you're choosing, you're, you're choosing infiltrate. So that land Raider with the seekers in it is going to be able to infiltrate up and then it's going to scout. So it can basically start 12 inches away. And then on turn one, you can move up six, get out six and then be right at the front of their deployment line, shooting melt guns into their deployment zone. Hmm. Mm, mm, mm. Too bad he doesn't have anything deep striking because that'd be insane to like. Because like this army has so much reserve manipulation inside of it, and you could load out like something with Vexilla inside of or something with a Nuncio inside the. Yeah. Actually, well, the the Seekers. So the Seekers have um, or the sorry, the Proteus has the exploratory web. So both his Fire Raptors and his Storm Eagle can get plus one to reserves, which is yeah. good to get them in. And then if he outflanks the veterans, the same thing there. Um, by the way, the Praetor goes in with the Seekers. That's why there's only seven Seekers. The Praetor goes in the Land Raider with them. 
Gotcha. Because I figured that's going to be pushed right up in someone's face and then jump out really close to the enemy. I wanted them to have, like, if somebody tried to assault in to counter-assault those guys, you have that, you know, pretty scary Praetor in there to prevent, you know, to fight at Initiative 5. And then you're also going to have those Outriders pushed up in their face, and then the other Recon Marines are going to infiltrate up and also have Shrouded. You're just going to have a whole bunch of shit pushed right up in their face that's Shrouded and hard to deal with turn one. Yeah, you're going to be protected turn one, and you're going to make everybody like think twice about what they're doing. It's cool. Well, and then when, when your reserves come in, you got a fucking Storm Eagle and two Fire Raptors, which is four AV-12, four whole point flyers. It's pretty fucking hard to get off the table. What a, How would you play his list versus like a, like a heavy heavy drop pot army like what are you doing are you deploying midfield with that or because like this is like get up in your face but you you spread it around uh-huh. as much as you can with big gaps in between where they can't drop all in like they can't like seal you off in a corner i don't know why this fucking castle up against drop pod thing I, it's like i don't understand like don't do that that was it's a straight idiotic. that was a straight up games workshop like help remember like games workshop oh, straight up posted, so like, bad get in the corner and shoot back it's like the fucking it's like the food pyramid it's like the <laughs> the food pyramid is absolute bullshit it's like the worst thing for you it's why everybody's fucking fat is the food pyramid like the thing that you don't want to eat is the entire base of the food pyramid and it's like what you're supposed to eat the most of like that is castling up in drop pods. Castling up in, against drop pods is the food pyramid of Warhammer shit. <laughs> so spread your shit out. So if you're playing this, yeah, playing like, the list like this, because it's like you're you're fighting half their army at you know because they're only going to get essentially half your, their army. So you're fighting half their army with your whole army. So why would you pile? all your shit in a clump where they can come in with their half the army to be able to focus all their firepower exactly where they want it and then make it hard for you to get away from it because they're blocking, they can block you off when they get out of their drop pods and make it hard for you to fucking get away from them so when their second wave comes in, they can just come right in in the same spot and keep you hemmed in and bring all their firepower to bear. Why would you not want to spread your shit out where no matter where they drop, they're they're either going to have to take half their army and focus in on a really small piece of yours and ignore the rest of your shit. Or they're going to have to drop like one thing for this one thing, one thing for this one thing, one thing for this one thing, and just really hope that the dice are in their favor where every one thing that they have wipes out one thing that you have. But I mean, that's going to be hard to do when you have fucking everything (laughs) with shrouded and jink saves and everything else turn one. So you're just going to spread all that shit out, and then wherever they drop in at, you're just going to move as far away from you can as you can from it. Because once they get out of drop pods, they're pretty much stranded. You know, they're walking around at the speed of, you know, foot troops, and all your shit is in land raiders, rhinos, you got three flyers, you got bikes, you're going to be fairly mobile. You could even double up on them. So, like, let's say you knew an army was coming in that had six drop pods, seven drop pods, seven drop pod equivalents. You could take, you like double up on, would like double up on the drop pods. So, like, break your army up into what would be three drop pods. Cause then you got that second turn reserve manipulation to like fuck them 
to bring their next wave in. Right. And so you're just like tag double teaming what they do have on the table, clear that out. And then you're just fucking them for the rest of the game after that. I don't know. It's something I always think about whenever, you know, we're like, whenever you're giving advice on that, because it's always, you always have a method like, well, if I came up against this, this is what I would do. And in this case, we were kind of like talking about a, you're going to move forward and you're going to fight this person who's going to be like an Imperial fist army against the wall. So that's the only reason I asked because it sounds like uh, his meta may be changing. Right. Well, I was just simply saying that, like, if somebody, you look at this on paper and you're thinking, well, he doesn't really have any, like, super heavy weapons. He doesn't have, like, anything strength 10 or artillery right. or whatever. So if you come up against a Fellblade, it's going to look intimidating. But when you can corner it, when you can pin it in, because you got those fast bikes with melt bombs, you get those up in the face, you get all these recon marines scouted up and all that stuff deployed out on the board and try to hem that thing in where you got it surrounded with units with melt bombs where it can't drive far enough to get away, um, then you can maybe assault in and just clamp a bunch of melt bombs on it to get rid of it. Hell yeah. 100%. Easy peasy. <laughs> well, it's not easy, because people forget that super heavies, because they, you know, they move and then flat out or whatever... Your infantry only moves six and can assault, and that fucking thing can move 18. So it's not as easy to catch as you think. I mean, it is with the bikes, but you have to basically predict where they can move. So the idea is to threaten it with the bikes and then have your infantry as a backup line that if it tries to drive away from the bikes, it has to drive closer to the infantry. That makes sense. Yeah, within that magic threat range, that magic like 12-inch You have threat. to outthink it. You have to outthink them. Like people, people think that oh, I'm just going to take a bunch of veterans and rhinos with melt bombs and clamp a bunch of mel like that. That's a fucking fallacy. You cannot do that because you have to drive up, get out of the rhino, stand in with your dick in your hand for a turn with a bunch of power armored guys, and then hope that your opponent is so fucking dumb that they can't pre-measure 18 inches away from those vets and just move their tank out of that where they can range. <laughs> it's pretty easy to not get melt bombed if you like unless your opponent just has so many of them and has basically they have to have a combination of something like a bike that can move 12 and then assault has a really big threat range with melt bombs or or terminators and a dread call or something like that they got to have something that can pose that threat and then you have to have those guys on foot with melt bombs as like a back line that when that tank runs away from whatever's immediate threat it's running into the range of those guys you have to get them to drive into your range not chase it around because you'll never catch it if you're just trying to chase it unless yeah. your opponent can't pre-measure and doesn't know how to play which they're granted there are there are a lot of those people out there but it is what it is for sure your opponents forget sometimes that those big ass fell blade chassis and stuff like that that they that they can haul ass out if they need to. Like a lot of people forget that. But uh, so anyway, next one up comes from powerful Jake. Says building a Death Guard army. What the fuck is going on here? Hold on, it's all funky. It's all right. I'll try and read it. Hey, just starting thirty k. I would really like some suggestions on list building. <laughs> So far, I have 50 Mark III Space Marine plastic kits. Uh, 
I got a good deal on eBay and Okay, I can't read it. Uh they're still on Sprue. I listen to your podcast for new players. Very helpful. Thank you. I'm looking for a good fluffy list that can be that's forgiving to a new player. As far as budget goes, as long as I piece it out, I should be okay with my wife. <laughs> I do plan on going to Adepticon to play in some 40k tournament, uh, gentlemen and friendly, and would like to take advantage of the Forge World free shipping while there. Oh my goodness, those are triggering words for Ryan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. So he wanted help with the Death Guard list. Looks like so far he's got 50 Mark III Marines. Uh, I don't see anything else. I, I don't know. The formatting is kind of weird, so all the words are jumbled together. I can't really read what that second sentence says, but I think all he has is 50 Mark III Marines. So do you want to let him know about Forge World at Adepticon? Yeah, or? so this is – I already did. So this is the email I sent him back. I'll just read the email that I sent to him. I said, <laughs> this is a good starter list and uses most of the models you currently have. The list follows. I'll get to the list in a minute. The other things I put in the list are all really good to have, and this list will give you a great base for models branching out into other lists. I would recommend getting a unit of Grave Wardens on top of what I included in the list. That way you can swap them in the list for the veterans if you want to take a Land Raider as a dedicated for them instead of having to take it as a heavy support choice. They are about the same points, so you could swap them in and out as needed. If you do get Grave Wardens, arm the sergeant with a scythe and two normal guys with chain fist. Never take the heavy flamer on them. Their normal gun is way better. Uh, by the way, you can take Terminator armor characters uh, any type you want. They all cost the same. I just left it generic. Uh, so you can select what you wanted. Um... So anyway, the list is Praetor in Terminator armor, uh, taking Rite of War, the Reaping. The Terminator armor Praetor has a Combi Bolter, Paragon Blade, and Rad Grenade. So essentially you're going to take uh, probably the Kalth guy and just swap the Chain Fist that he has for a Paragon Blade and use the... the oh, and put a Combi Bolter on him, or build your own, or whatever you want to do. Uh, then I took a Champion in... Terminator armor with combi bolter and chain fist. So there you go. There's the Kalf guy. Um, for troops, I took 10 tactical Marines. The sergeant has artificer armor, power scythe, rad grenades. Uh, and then the entire squad has the additional close combat weapons. So they're going to have bolt pistol, chainsword, and bolter. And they're in a rhino. For the second troop's choice, I took another identical unit. So 10 tactical marines with buying the extra close combat weapons. So they have the trifecta. The sergeant has power scythe and rad grenades and artificer armor. And they're in a rhino. Then I took 10 veterans as troops because the reaping allows you to take them as non-compulsory troops. Uh, the veteran sergeant has artificer armor, power scythe, rad grenades. Uh, I put them down as marksmen, but once again, you can make them whatever you want. Two of the guys have power weapons, and the entire unit has melt bombs. So these guys would also be a good uh, weapon master unit if you didn't want to go marksman. I just threw marksman on there, but weapon master works just as well. For the fourth troop choice, I took a heavy support marine squad. Once again, in the reaping, you can take heavy support marines or veterans as non-compulsory troops. So that they're a troop choice and score. So it's ten heavy support marines. All 10 of them have LAS cannons. The sergeant has artificer armor and augury scanner. 
and I bought them a Rhino with pinnel mounted multi melta. You could make that a uh, whatever it is, Havoc launcher if you wanted it, same range. The reason I bought them a Rhino is just because I put everything in the army and I transport, so it's fluffy to buy them uh, a Rhino to imagine how they would get around before the battle. They don't necessarily have to deploy in it or use it, but it just makes sense that they would have one for fluff reasons. For Elite, I have five Death Shroud Terminators with melt bombs so that's the Death Shroud he owns. Uh, for the heavy support, I have a Fire Raptor with auto cannon batteries and four wing mounted hell strikes. For another heavy support, I have a Spartan with armored ceramite. That's where the Death Shroud and the Terminator characters will go. Oops, I missed some. And then for the last heavy support slot, I have a Land Raider Phobos with armored ceramite. Notice I didn't put Dozer Blades on the Spartan or the Land Raider because in the Reaping they ignore Dangerous Terrain anyway. So bam. the veterans, what'd you say? I said, bam. <laughs> yeah. So the veterans go in the land Raider so they can assault out of it with their melt bombs and power weapons and shit. And the terminators all go in the Spartan. So, and then everybody else is in rhino. So everything's fully mounted, which is pretty cool. Um, everything in this list, other than the vehicles also score the death shroud, the heavy support the veterans and build tactical squads all score. So it's got plenty of scoring as well. This is exactly 2,500 points on the nose. Um, so, about the Forge World thing. Uh, we talked on Messenger, is what it was. I told him we could talk on Messenger. So, when we were on Messenger, I'm pretty sure I told him this. I've told so many people this, I forget. So, if he's listening now and hasn't heard it, hopefully he hears it before Adepticon. Do not buy stuff from Forge World at their booth. They charge you their catalog price, not the current exchange rate. So I have the catalog sitting here right in front of me here. And if you look at the prices in U.S. dollars that they're going to charge you, and then you go to their website, which is in British pounds, if you look up the current exchange rate, it's, it's drastically different, and it's not in your favor. So it's actually cheaper to order online and pay shipping than it is just to buy it there. And not pay shipping. It's very true. The The only reason I would buy anything from their booth is if it's a convention-only model that you really want or if it's something small, like a decal sheet or just something that you absolutely do not want to wait on. If you're going there to load up on models, if you're buying, like, multiple Sakarans and a fucking Fellblade and whatever, I see people every year in line and they got a whole stack of shit and they spend, like, Two grand. I'm like, what are you doing? You literally could have saved like $600 and not had to cart that shit around for the entire convention and try to get it home. You could have just ordered it online on your phone, got home, waited a week, it's going to come in the mail, and you're going to save like five or $600. I don't know, man. If you can't wait, you can't wait. But, I don't know. I could wait. <laughs> And I've even heard people say, well, if nobody buys something from their booth, they'll quit coming. I'm like, well, fucking good. Maybe they'll figure it out. Fucking charge us the conversion rate, which is already too goddamn high. But it is what it is. <laughs> but I tell you what you don't do is gig me even more. Like, I'm all set. I'm paying like a 30% fucking markup. You're already too high prices. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> 
It is what it is, man. It is what it is. I'm just trying to help people because a lot of people don't realize this shit, man. No, I know. I know. I almost want to make like one of those homeless man signs and just fucking stand by the Forge World line with the sign. Do you realize and have a catalog in my hand and a fucking iPad in the other hand and like show people what are you buying? Okay, well, let's figure this up. Okay, so if you here, you're going to pay this much. If you ordered online, you would pay this much. Like, are you sure you want to be in this line? That's like, so fucked up. That'd be so fucking horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Those Forge World booth dudes would fucking stab you. You'd go missing. <laughs> I'm not saying don't buy from them. I'm just saying don't buy. Like, fucking, you're still ordering it from them. You're just ordering it from their website. Like, I don't understand the the extra gigging that you get for buying it in person. It doesn't make any sense. Makes zero sense. <laughs> oh man. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're never gonna let us try the rules out now. <sighs> hey man, I don't give a fuck. I really don't. Like, just do people right. That's all I'm asking. These are fucking true facts, people. There's no such thing as hate facts. I'm not shitting on anyone or lying to you. These are things that you can fucking look up for yourself. Take it to the bank, boys. Take it to the bank. When you're at Adepticon, go grab a catalog off the fucking counter, look at the U.S. dollar price, and then go to their website. While you're standing there in line on your smartphone, look up what it is, then go and look what the current conversion rate is and get your calculator out and figure that up. And I guarantee you, you're paying more if you buy it there at the con by a significant amount. And ask him, ask them at was at the table and just be like, can I pay this price? and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, no, comp price then. Uh, so anyway, next list. This one says, this one comes from Powerful Derek. He says, R- RG list help, Raven Guard list help. Uh, oh, man. Just finished listening to your list apocalypse episode. Helped a lot. This is a list I'm bringing to an event in Oklahoma this August. I'm hoping to close my first army and earn a patch. Fuck yeah. I built this list because it captures the feel of the Raven Guard. Any advice you would give would be great. I have another Contemptor Mortis with Multimeltas and a 10-man Breacher Squad. Well, What I really love is if you could take what I've got and make a Zul Mortalis 1500-point list. I have struggled to build one I'm confident in as I have some months left until the event. Buying a new unit or two isn't out of the question, but I prefer not to. Thanks for what you guys do. And shout out to the Outer Circle for inspiring me to start Horus Heresy. Powerful Outer Circle. Hey, they've been doing a lot of... Um, if you're just getting into the Heresy and you're wanting to play this Legion, Mac has been going through and writing lists. And like literally, it's pretty cool. Like He's definitely more computer savvy slash internet-y than I am or could ever hope to be. So like he does his YouTube thing, like the unit that he's talking about, he pulls up Forge World's website and shows you this is the bundle, this is what you should buy, this is why, and he goes through. So he basically does a list, like a generic list of what you should buy and why and why it's cool and the fluff and all that while showing you on the screen, basically filling up a Forge World cart on the screen right in front of you. Um, it's, it's pretty cool. And he's doing one for every Legion, and I think the episodes run about... 10 to 20 minutes long so you can sit and listen to most of them in a day i don't know that he's made it all the way through uh all the legions yet but he's most of the way through so if you're a new player definitely go 
check those out if you're interested in whatever. You know, get some. Definitely check all your sources and use all those resources to to listen to other people's opinions on shit. Powerful, powerful Maca. Doing the Lord's work. Yeah. <laughs> Telling the truth and <laughs> spreading the heresy. So what'd you do with this Raven Guard list? Did you make a Zomortalis list as well? Uh, He only wanted a Zomortalis list, sir. Oh, okay. He said, this is my list, and I'll make a Zomortalis list out of it. Did oh. you not just read the email? Oh, well, yes, okay. That's fine. Because he was asking for advice as well, but that's fine. <laughs> oh, well, anyway. Uh, so for a Zomortalis list, I did a Praetor with Paragon Blade and Power Fist, Digital Lasers, Iron Halo, and Cameo Line. This guy's pretty fucking badass. Uh, for a second HQ for Zone, I took a Vigilator in Scout Armor with Bolt Pistol, Power Weapon, Melt-A-Bombs, and Refractor Field, because these are models that he owns, by the way. Uh, I don't think he owns this Praetor, so he'll have to build the one Praetor, which he said wasn't a big deal. I didn't figure it'd be a big deal to build a Praetor. For troops, I have 10 tactical marines. Uh, I bought them the extra close combat weapon so that they have bolter, bolt pistol, close combat weapon. The sergeant has artificer armor, power weapon, and melt bombs. The second... I don't know why I did that. Change that from melt bombs to power fist. Hang on, let me do that. I'm going to do that right now. <laughs> I'm changing it on here while we're recording because it's our show and we'll do what the fuck we want. So we're giving this guy a power fist. Maybe I gave him... Oh, I know why I did it. Never mind. He should have a power fist because uh, it's better now that you can't mix bomb. So like, if you try to use melt bombs on just your sergeant, the other guys can't use crack grenades. So you're way better off, in my opinion, now just giving the sergeant a power fist to punch with while everybody else uses their crack grenades. But I realize why I didn't do that. His guy, he already owns models, and they're already modeled with a power weapon. That's why. Gotcha. So, okay. So the purposes of this list, he's got power weapon, melt bombs, artificer armor. But in the future, if you're going to be making a list and dedicating it off of this, just take power fists. Yes, drop the power weapon and melt bombs and instead just take a power fist. Okay. So for the second troop slot, so in Zomortalis you only have to have one troop uh, compulsory. So for the second troop's choice, normally you'd have to have another compulsory, but in this case I just went straight to tactical support marines. So there's still a troop, but they're non-compulsory, but you only have to have one, so it doesn't matter. So keep that in mind. So I took seven tactical support marines. All seven of them have melt guns and the sergeant has artificer armor. For elites, I took 10 veterans uh, with marksmen. All 10 of them have melt-a-bombs. Two of them have heavy bolters with suspension webs. The sergeant has artificer armor, combi weapon, and lightning claw. Once again, a lot of these options are because he has these models. Uh, for the second elite slot, I took a contemptor mortis with two carries assault cannons. And for fast attack, I took 10 Seekers. Six of them have Combi Plasmas. And the Strike Leader has a Power Fist. So if you notice, he doesn't say that he has Seekers, but he says that he's got... Uh, where did it say? I thought he had a bunch of guys. Maybe 
I'm trying to think what he said here. Do, 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 do. Oh, that's what it is. He's got a bunch of uh, veterans, and six of his veterans have combi plasmas. So basically, what I did is I just told him to use his machine killer vets as seekers for zone. So you don't have to do different models. Hell you yeah. just say that they're some. Yep, gotcha. Uh, that's what it was. So he ha- I think, if I remember right, he has all of these models except the Praetor. So he should be good to go. Should just have to build a Praetor and maybe do a few Wargear swaps or whatever, if I remember right. But I think he has all this shit. And it should be a solid zone list. Seekers are really good in zone. He could put that uh, Vigilator in there so uh, they can they can scout. That's pretty cool. Um, the, the, the veterans are going to be good with all the Melt-A-Bombs and all that in zone. The Contemptor Mortis will be cool. You get to Overwatch with the dual carries at full ballistic skill, which is pretty sweet. Um, Tactical Sport Marine, same thing. You got seven melt guns That's a motherfucker to charge if they pass their initiative check. They'll melt your face off with all those melt guns Yeah, that's pretty much it. Should be pretty solid. Rock and roll. I see his Praetor originally had some a jump pack with dual Raven's Claws, but... Yeah, that's what it was. That's I just built it different for zone because I didn't put any jump. You can run. There's nothing against running jump infantry in zone mortalis. I just feel like it's kind of goofy. Yeah, Derek. <laughs> yeah. So, and he wrote us a story as a payment for this list. I sent it to you if you want to find it. Yeah. So, Derek said, "Accident story payment for list help." Back in 08, we had this dipshit named Brian working for us. I came into work one day to relieve night shift and got an awesome Brian story. He was crawling out of the back of a 53-foot trailer and slipped climbing down. This happens sometimes, and most people try and tuck and roll with the impact. Brian decided to hold onto the door, track with his right hand while maintaining his grip on the other, on the door handle with his left. The door track in his, in his, to his fingers on the way down and his weight pulled the door rollers over his fingers. His hand was trapped on his shift, and his shift lead had to push the door back up and over his fingers a second time to free his hand. (laughs) He didn't work for us too much longer after that. He'd ended up quitting just ahead of being fired. I've got more than a few Brian stories. Next time I'll drop the one involving meth, sheriffs, and a firearm. It's a good one. (laughs) Thanks for making an awesome show. (laughs) Fuck yeah, dude. Oh, man. Hell yeah. If you guys have any Brian stories. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. All right, let's see what we got next. Right, moving on to the next list. Uh, this one quite eloquently is titled Fuck with an exclamation mark at the end. Comes from Mike. <laughs> it says, Hello by the there. way, by the way, I'm eating these fucking caramel apple pops that somebody sent me. One of our patron guys sent it to me. I can't remember. Somebody said something about sending me some a long time ago and then I got some in the mail like a month later and I can't I don't remember who it was and I've asked three times and nobody said so whoever it was that sent them if you're listening to this point in this podcast now thank you very much if you hear me chewing and sucking on stuff it's it's a sucker it's probably at least that's my story (laughs) it's like a possibly 50% that's gonna be that sucker but we'll see so anyway, it says, hello there. First, first things first. 
I have to thank you for your awesome podcast. It's easier to concentrate to my work while listening to you guys ramble nonsense. I drive a tower crane. Oh, man, I hope you're driving it right now. Right? Have you ever driven a tower crane? No, no, I hope you're not driving a tower crane. I hope you're sitting in one operating it. I wouldn't think that would be something that's very drivable. So, I get what he's saying, though. He's in it right now, possibly sitting above skyscrapers. We should tell him to do something. Like to just jiggle that right handle that you're holding your hand. Just real quick. Just see what happens. Hey, let's not cost somebody <laughs> their life, Michael. Safety first, just, sir. Just kidding. Make sure you're wearing your PPE, buddy. Make sure you did your JSA. Also, they yeah, make take sure everybody luxury. has their fucking hard hats on on the job site so when you drop a fucking, I don't know, 20 ton steel I beam from 40 stories up and it lands on some motherfucker's head, he's fine because he had his hard hat on. Hey, Mike. Take a minute and dial this number into your phone. If you're allowed to take your phone up there, it's 209-RFI-30K0. And call us right now. Leave a voicemail on what you have to do when you got to shit in that thing. Like, do you got to, like, scale 40 stories on a ladder? Or do you take a bucket with you? Yeah, just shit in the bucket. Just just shit out the window. You're so high up. Nobody's going to know it was you. That shit will probably, like, the wind will catch it and it'll blow three blocks up the road before it lands on somebody. There's only one person it could be, though. <laughs> like, if somebody's car got covered in, like... Okay, so this is what I imagine. I imagine if you're 40 stories up, right? Okay, let's say that you weren't sick or you didn't have stomach problems while you were climbing. You get, like... It's all ladder, right? There's no, like, harness that you strap into and you get, like, winched up. It's a straight-up ladder. And then so... You climb up there, the 40 stories or whatever it's going to take you. You get in, and then you're driving. And let's say you had, like, bubble gut. Like, you, you drink some bad coffee or something. Or Surely you it's got taco. an elevator or something. I can't imagine you climbing a ladder 40 fucking stories to get in a crane. I don't know. Maybe it does have an elevator. I always imagine you had to climb them. I don't know. Either way, Mike, this is, like, a good... Or I'm sorry, Micah. Micah. This is a good this is a good way to let us know what happens in that case. Like surely you got to take your lunch with you if there's I don't know. Anyway, enlighten us please. That's going to be 209RFI30K0. Anyway, I've been playing I've been playing this dying game for around 10 months now and finally made a list that feels right to me. I would like you to review this list and maybe give me some pointers about it. My goal is to make a competitive but still a, fa- a fair list that is mobile and fun to play with. I give you free hands to use any units that you see fit, but I don't like to use named characters, me either. So, sounds like you have a lot of free time, so if you can make a 2,000 point list also. Uh, Imperial Fist is my legion of choice. If you want content, you can use this in a future episode. Uh, this is as, The list is as follows. 3,000 points. It's Imperial Fist, Armor Breakthrough. He's got a Damocles, a Master of Armor. Uh, Sakaran, Battle Tank, Times 2, couple veteran tactical squads, both in Rhinos. Uh, Predator, Squadron, it's got one, two, two regular Predators. These are troop Predators, so they're just the normal Predator cannons. A uh, couple tactical squads, both in Rhinos. A Primaris, two Sakaran, Venator, da- Tank Destroyers, and he's kicking around a Typhon in his Lord of War choice. So, uh, that's his list without all the upgrades and everything. What'd you do, Ryan? This doesn't seem too bad, actually. Um, it's not. 
I kept it mostly what he had, but I got rid of the normal tactical squads. Like I just didn't really see necessarily the Any purpose value. of them. Yeah. I mean, they do score, but I mean, so do a lot of other things that would also add another element to the list. I felt like he was a little weak uh, in assault. Like he didn't even have a good, like a decent counter assault unit. Um, you don't necessarily have to have a super elite like assault unit that can take on like a Primark Death Star one on one, but you do need something like if somebody even just has like ten power armored vets, you need to have something that can at least fight that in close combat or hold it up for a turn or maybe assault some Thalax or something like that. It just has nice to have something like that if somebody has like a unit with melt bombs near all your tanks, especially when you're in this many tanks and they get in close, it's nice to have something that at least makes them think about, I can't get super close because these things will come out and punch me in the face yeah. type of thing. So, um, the other, I also, I didn't really see the value in the Damocles in the list that he had. He just had a single flyer in it. Um, I mean, it's not like you're going to have, I guess, you know what I mean? Like, as far as like giving you reserve manipulation, I just didn't see really the purpose of it. You're not going to get very much out of it in this list, so I wanted to get rid of that. Um, so anyway, I have a, a company command vehicle, uh, which is a Sakaran battle tank, and it has dozer blade and sponson mounted las cannons. And then for troops, I took a Predator with two sponson mounted las cannons and dozer blade. And for the second troops choice, I took another Predator with sponson mounted las cannons and a dozer blade. For elites, I took ten veterans. Three of them have combi weapons. I would give them Melta, but you can give them whatever you want. Uh, the sergeant has Artificer Armor and Power Weapon, and they are in a Rhino with Dozer Blade and Pinnel Mount and multi -melta. I took that unit twice, so the same unit twice. Uh, for the third Elite slot, I took five Terminators. They're in Cataphracty. Two of them have Power Weapons. You can give them Swords, Axes, whatever you want, any uh, Mauls, whatever. Um, just normal Power Weapons on two. Uh, two of them have Chain Fist, and the Sergeant has a Storm Shield and Power Fist. And they are in a dedicated Land Raider Phobos with Dozer Blade and Armored Ceramite. So this will be kind of like your counter-assault unit to fight things like Outriders or Attack Bikes or Thalax or something like that that are decent in Assault but not Mega Elite but will really threaten your vehicles. These will give you a good like counter-punch that'll scare some of that stuff away. Anti-Bone-Punch. Um, yeah. So for the fourth and final elite slot, I took a Sakaran battle tank with Dozer Blade and Sponsorman Last Cannons because an armored breakthrough, they're an elite's choice. Uh, for fast attack, I took five attack bikes, a unit of five attack bikes. All five of them have multi meltas, and all five of them have melt bombs. So this is another decent assault unit, but it also has the five. Multi-Meltus, which is good shooting. And then these guys pack melt bombs of their own to threaten enemy vehicles, which is pretty good. Enemy vehicles, dreadnoughts, things like that. Uh, for heavy support, I took a Fire Raptor gunship with Reaper autocannon batteries and four wing-mounted Hellstrikes for your anti-air. Uh, for the second heavy support slot, I took a Sicker Inventor tank destroyer with Dozer Blade. And for the third heavy support slot, I took another Sicker Inventor tank destroyer with Dozer Blade. And then finally, for the Lord of War, um, I took a Typhon with Sponson, Las Cannons, and Armored Ceramite. So if you look, 
a lot of it's pretty similar. I put las cannons on the troop predators instead of heavy bolters, just because they're going to be far more useful. I got rid of the tactical squads in rhinos in favor for a terminator squad and a land raider. Uh, I got rid of the lightning in favor of the fire raptor simply because the fire raptors far better any air, and you already have a shitload of. Las cannons, multi meltas, a typhon, two sicker inventors, um, a normal sicker or t- two sicker. You just you got fucking anti tank everywhere. Like I just felt like a lightning with krakens is just overkill. I didn't think it was needed. You'd rather have the anti infantry and the anti air power that the fire raptor provides. Um, and that's pretty much it. I mean, that's that's you know I just kind of drop some things and move some things around. And just changed it slightly. So it still kind of keeps his theme of what he's looking for. But I feel like I made it more well-rounded. I dig it, man. What did not see the lightning getting dropped in that. But uh, I understand. You know, he does have plenty of anti-tank everywhere. I do have... Yeah, he's like, got... You- Two, he's got two Sikorin battle tanks with last cannons on the Sponsons. He's got two Predators with last cannons on the Sponsons. He's got 20 veterans, that, and six of those veterans have combi meltas. He's got two rhinos with multi meltas. He's got five terminators. Two of them have chain fists. One has a power fist. A land raider with las cannons. He's got five attack bikes with multi meltas and melt bombs. The fire raptor still has the hell strikes and auto cannons. Then he's got two sicker inventors. And then he's got his typhon. Like, I just don't see where you need a lightning with krakens with all that. Yeah. Even if you start thinking about anti-air, that fire raptor is going to take take care of that for you. Well, it's going to be better yeah. at anti-air because yeah. you're not going to shoot krakens at other planes. That's ridiculous. <laughs> so you're you basically just have a single twin link glass cannon on a lightning for anti-air, where that fire raptor has that giant bolt cannon and then the the four missiles and then the auto cannons. And we've talked about it before. You can make jink or shoot down up to four planes in a single turn with a fire after where a lightning and only engages one plane at a time. Solid. I like it. And that could really be for like any Legion. <laughs> There's nothing really that makes that Imperial fist at all, except for the color. So that's just a solid, yeah. like armored breakthrough list. Yep. Agreed. All right. So next email says, Heresy Help, Emperor's Children, Escalation League. Oh, this comes from Powerful Trevor. Powerful, powerful Trevor. This is uh, my Escalation buddy. Hmm. says, Ryan, hey there, brother. My name is Trevor, and I'm brand new to Heresy. I live in Victoria, Texas. So, of course, when I got interested in the 30K, I was turned on to RFI. You most likely heard that already that the Heresy guys around here are starting up an Escalation League to bring some new people in, and they've actually hooked a lot of the local 40K players that popped up after 8th Edition launched. I got into 40K last year when 8th Edition came out, but I think 30K is where I will end up really settling in. Huge fan of the Horus Heresy novels, and after reading Fulgrim, I knew I just had to make a start on an Emperor's Children army. Currently devouring Angel Exterminatus as we speak, I've listened to the Emperor's Children episode of RFI, as well as a new player episode, and so you just bought a calf box. Anyways, I'll just cut to the chase. I could really use some list help so that I can plan out the purchases I need to make and not overwhelm myself from a hobby perspective. 
I'm not asking you to make me a list for each month of this thing. I just would be a bit much, as that would be a bit much, but really more of a good final destination to shoot for at the end of this thing, and a general idea of what order you might ramp the list up in. The guidelines are as followed, and then he sent our guidelines that we have, and so March was the 500 points. Uh, that was uh, one HQ, one troop, one additional troop, no bikes, no jet bikes, no vehicles, nothing like that. April is 1,000, which was Centurion. June was 2,000, Normal Age of Darkness. And then July was 2,500 points. Unlock access to Primarchs and Lords of War. And then August was 3,000 points, and you just go go ham. So as far as the models he owns, uh, he's got a Kalth box minus the Cataphractic Terminators, which he traded for. Uh, five Palatine Blade Squads, five-man Phoenix Terminator Squad, uh, a pack of Phoenix Spear Upgrades, two five-man Cophony Squads, a Legion Champion, and Signal Master. My month one is fairly simple for my custom HQ. I'm taking a Legion Champion for fluff reasons. And we also, like, yeah, it he comes with us for the entire campaign. Uh, I am taking a Legion Champion for fluff reasons. 15-man tax squad with all the bolters, bolt pistols, combat blades, and a Palatine Blade Squad for my additional choice. For month two, I could add the other 15 tax squad Marines I have, as well as my five Phoenix Terminators, to get 1,000 points. But it's after this point, which I'm kind of lost. I have an idea of where I want to go, but I'm not sure how to bridge the gap. Uh, so... Uh, in the end, at 3,000 points, I was envisioning a third company elite list, cacophony for my troops running, my troop choices, running my regular Marines as veterans, possibly some drop bots to get Phoenix Terminators and Palatine Blades in a melee range with Fulgrim and Adelon along for the ride, and some vehicles to provide a little bit more heavy firepower to things too tough to be handled with the stuff above. I'd really like to give a good showing for this Escalation League, so any help would be super appreciated. If goes if all goes well so i'd like to get the take the final product to heresy camp if i could get off from work thanks again for any help you give me trevor so by the way first off what's going on trevor i know you're listening right now watch them trains this is that dude i was telling you about that works on the trains he works in a train yard and like he mm. like uh <laughs> he's seen some stuff he should tell some industrial accident stories so anyway what you do all right so what I did, I stayed away from, I just built him a 3,000 point list. I left Fulgrim and Eidolon out. Um, you could easily drop some stuff and work them in. I'll get to that, what you could do here in a minute. I just wrote him kind of generic units. Because um, I, I basically did his idea where he wanted Cacophony and Phoenix Terminators. And he wanted them in drop pods. But I wanted to, I went with Dreadclaws instead of standard drop pods to keep his option open, you know, with other units. So he didn't have he did wasn't forced into orbital assault right of war, basically. Okay. So he could take other stuff, and then I just tried to include things in the list that I think it's like. Um, these are all good things to own, and I didn't try to like spam anything. I just tried to do kind of like a little bit of one-off type stuff. For chisel. So. So I got a, Praetor and Terminator armor. He's taken right of war third company elite. Uh, he's got a Thunderhammer, Digital Lasers, Iron Halo, Grenade Harness, and Sonic Shrieker, and he's in Tartarus armor. Um, then I took a Chaplain in Terminator armor. Uh, he has a Crozius, his Crozius Arcanum is a Maul, uh, Power Maul. His Terminator armor is Tartarus, and then he's got a Chain Fist and a Sonic Shrieker. The reason I went with a Maul is because he already has a Chain Fist. So I just went with something that was um, 
you know, could strike at initiative or whatever. I just thought a mall was cool. You don't see it very often. Um, so then for troops, I got nine cacophony, and they are in a rhino with a pinnel mounted multi-melta. Uh, the orchestrator, which is their sergeant, has artificer armor and phoenix power spear. For the second troop choice, I have the same unit. Uh, nine cacophony. Uh, sergeant has power spear and artificer armor, and they're in a rhino with multi-melta. For elites, I have 10 uh, Space Marine veterans because he said he wanted to use his normal guys as veterans. Yep. I gave them Machine Killer. All 10 of them have combi meltas. The sergeant also has Artificer Armor to go with his combi melta. For the second elite slot, I have 10 more veterans. Three of these guys have power weapons. You can do whatever you want. You can do a mix, whatever. Uh, I've said it many a time. My favorite's axes, but you can do whatever. The entire unit also has melta bombs and sonic shriekers. The sergeant has artificer armor and phoenix power spear, so you're going to have a power spear and four power weapons in here. And then I put these guys as having weapon masters. But these guys would also work well as a marksman unit if you wanted to, but I, I think weapon masters fits Emperor's children pretty well. And that's why I also gave them all the power weapons and shit. Um, for the third elite's choice, I took a unit of six Phoenix Terminators, which is the number of Slanesh. Um, they all have Sonic Shriekers. Uh, then for the fourth and final HQ choice, I took two Apothecaries. Both Apothecaries have Artificer Armor and Augury Scanner. And these are going to go with your Cacophony in the Rhinos. Uh, for Fast Attack, I have an Anvilus Dreadclaw that one of the veteran squads will go in. And then I have another Anvilus Dreadclaw that the other uh, veterans will go in. Then for the third and final fast attack, I have a Xiphon Pattern Interceptor with ground tracking auguries uh, oh. for some anti-air some anti-air and some anti-tank. Uh, so that's all three fast attack. Also, I feel like the Xiphon will look cool Emperor's Children, and it seems like a very Emperor's Children type flyer. Uh, yeah, it'd be tight. For heavy support, I got, got a Charybdis Assault Claw. So the Charybdis is where the Six Phoenix Terminators, the Chaplain, and the Praetor and Terminator armor will go. Uh, for the second heavy support slot, I have a Sicker Inventor Tank Destroyer. And then for the third and final heavy support slot, I have a Sicker and Arcus Strike Tank uh, with Sky Spear Warheads. Beautiful. I could see that painted up purple with like white, a little white top. That would look real good. Emperor's Children yep. as well. So when he's all said and done with this, he'll end up with two Anviluses, a Charybdis, two Rhinos, a Sikorin Venator, a Sikorin Arcus, two Apothecaries, six Phoenix Terminators, uh, 20 Veterans. Ten of them will have combi weapons, and the other ten will be armed with like more close combat weapon stuff. Uh, 20 Cacophony, or yeah, 20 Cacophony, a Chaplain, and a Praetor. I feel like that's a really good mix of units going forward. I think so. I don't think there's anything in there that you couldn't use, you know? Right. And I, I made, sh like, this has three fast attack, three heavy support, four elite, so all those are full. Um, and then for troops, I just have the two Cacophony, so he doesn't actually have any, like, standard troops. But since he, I know for a fact, you know, because he bought the calf box or whatever, 
He's going to have plenty of guys just to make, make tactical Marines. Yeah, You know what I mean? Because sure. those are like the easiest thing. So I did this list and went heavy on heavy support, characters, elites, and fast. Because this is all stuff, regardless of what he does with his list, you'll have all these elements to throw in any, for, you know, like if you wanted to go armored breakthrough, you're going to have these Sakarans and Rhinos and shit like that uh, to as a base. Um, if You know, you get what I mean. Like, regardless of what direction he wants to go in, this will give him a good selection of shit to get him there. For sure, hundred percent. And then and they're all emperor's children, like as well. Like that, they're all like really good for taking advantage of the emperor's children rules. And they all are fluffy for emperor's children. You don't have any like fat, ugly tanks in there. Like they didn't like pack up a, you know, yeah, a typhon or anything. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Nope, nope. They're both the the two Sikarans are obviously fast. Um, the Zyphon to me is very emperor's children. Um. And then the rest of your stuff is kind of elite troops, like your cacophony, your veterans, and your terminators are all obviously a, like elite type dudes, which to me fits with Emperor's Children pretty well. Yeah. So if you wanted to fit Fulgrim in here, uh, what I would do is just drop both the HQs and just take like a, just get like a normal chaplain in power armor or something as like a cheap HQ. And then maybe get rid of one of the Phoenix Terminators, go down to five, and that should give you enough points to fit Fulgrim in. So. Easy enough, dude. Very cool. Very cool. So. That'll all look nice purple. Purple and white. And for all of our Escalation League, for all the traders... I bought all the traders Forge World transfers, <laughs> nice. <laughs> so we can, so we can look fly. Suck it, imperialist, loyalist. <laughs> all right. So the next email comes from Niall. Niall says, "I'm building a three thousand point for Michael Balderill's Company of Legend event in September. I don't know what that is. Have you heard of that? Nope. Huh. Okay." You gave him some suggestions for Space Wolves on your List of Palooza episode. I like the sound of the list you created for Ishmael DeLuna, and since I had several of the models, I thought it would be a good base list. Feel free to throw that foundation out and start again with what I have or some extras to buy. I'd like to stick with a fast mobile theme if I, ha- if I can't. Dorn's anger made manifest in a quick and brutal strike. I'm willing to make some other purchases if I have a large gap by Arby. Eddie Air being the most obvious one. The most I'd stretch to would be a Sakaran tank slash lightning. That fourth land raider I'm missing or equivalent, but I'm trying to stick to a budget. Oh my god. Got the hiccups again. Stop it. <laughs> I'm not opposed to a Lord of War, but would prefer to improve my painting on other vehicles before tackling one before tackling one. A friend has offered to loan one of two knights or seven. Several amazingly painted Mechanicum models for an allied attachment. As for named character, special characters, I'd like to add Pollux in my army in time, but I don't feel I'm missing out, and I don't have a named character. So, Nial, pronounced like the river in Egypt. Oh, it's Nile. Thank you for that, Nile. And he also included a minor gore story at the end. So... Uh, his list he has now is Delegatus, a chaplain, five veterans, 
uh, mounted up in a with the Land Raider with the Delegatus and the Land Raider. There he wanted to go Weapon Master with him. Uh, a ten man veteran squad. Another ten man veteran squad. A ten man breacher squad. And then for heavy support, he all has of, three. All Land of those Raider are focuses. in Land Raiders, by the way. Every yeah. one of those are in Land Raiders. Uh, except for the breachers. No, oh, they have a dedicated. They got sure. a dedicated Phobos. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so this list has one, two, three, four Land Raiders in it? Yep. Cool. And it's a Chosen Duty was his uh, Ride of War that he chose. So that's how he's taking those veterans as troops. So that comes out to 2,045 points. So he's got 955 points remaining, and he's got a whole bunch of stuff that he could throw in, like a whole bunch of stuff. Like uh, I had to scroll twice with my finger to name all that, so we don't have to go through all the stuff he has. So what'd you do? Okay, so when I got this list, I basically did this and the other Imperial Fist list back-to-back. And I'd already okay. done the other one, and then I got this one, and he's he said, I want a fast mobile theme. So I was like, well, let's just do another Armored Breakthrough list. So that's what I did. But I had to stick with units that he already had because he's on a budget. So okay. you can, as I go through this, you can double-check what I've selected to make sure I've stayed within his budget. Will do. Um so the one thing, there's a few things that I did tell him he'd have to to make uh, in the email I sent him. Uh, this first thing is one of them. A Praetor with taking right of War Armored Breakthrough. The Praetor has Bolt Pistol, Paragon Blade, Melta Bombs, Digital Lasers, Iron Halo, and he's on a Space Marine bike. So he's going to have to build a bike Praetor. No big deal. Yeah. It's one model. He doesn't have um, to but that's okay. Right. So for troops... Um, I got a Predator with uh, Sponsor Mount and Last Cannons. Which he should... Yep, he's got those. In heavy support. Got it. There it is. Predators. Boom. Two Predators. Yeah. Yep. So the first troop choice is Predator with Sponsor Mount and Last Cannons. Second troop choice is Predator with Sponsor Mount and Last Cannon. Uh, third troop choice is 10 Breachers. Two of the Got breaches him. that melt of guns. Sergeant has artificer armor and power fist, and the entire unit has melt of bombs. And they are in a dedicated Land Raider Phobos with dozer blade and armored ceramite. He obviously Damn. has that because it was in his original list. Yes. Uh, for his first elite's choice, I have five Terminators. Uh, Sergeant has power fist. Two normal guys have power weapons, whatever he wants to give them, and then two other normal guys have chain fists, and they're in a a dedicated Land Raider Phobos with Dozer Blade and Armored Ceremony. He has the Terminators as well, right? Yeah, he's got Terminators. He's got 10 Cataphracti. It's at the bottom, unassembled. Oh, yep, there it is. That's where it came from. For his second Elite's Choice, I have that unit again. So another unit of five Terminators, power weapon, two power, or sorry, two power weapons, power fist, two chain fists, and they're in a Land Raider Phobos with Dozer Blade and Armored Ceramite. Um, then for the third, or sorry, one, so that's the two elite choices for the third elite choice. I have 10 veterans. Um, it's just 10 dudes with bolters. The sergeant has artificer armor and power fist. Yeah. And they're in a rhino with pinnel mounted multi-melta. Got it. And then for the fourth and final elite slot, I have an apothecary with augury scanner on a space Marine bike. So this is something else he's going to have to build and convert one apothecary on a bike. 
He's got the apothecary. Um, Don't have them on the bike, though. But yeah, makes right. sense. Um, so then for fast attack, I took uh, five attack bikes with multi-meltas and melt-a-bombs. He doesn't have this unit. We talked about it, but they're a cheap plastic kit from Games Workshop. So, because he said he was willing to buy like a Sakaran or something like this. So instead of buying that, I told him just to go get you five attack bikes and then these two characters on bikes, and that should be within his budget to add to what he already has. Um, and then he said something about wanting a jet somewhere, didn't he? Uh, he did say in there, I'm not opposed to a lot of war, but prefer air, my improvement. He says, yeah. I'm willing to make some other purchases. I have a large gap in my army, anti-air. Uh, the most I'd stretch would be like a Sakaran slash Lightning. Uh, and the fourth Land Raider, blah, blah, blah. So, uh, for his one Forge World purchase, I recommended another Xiphon with ground tracking auguries for this list. Um, so, run out and get you a Xiphon. Uh, for the third and final fast attack, I took a squadron of three normal land speeders. Um, all three of them have Volkite Colverins, and then the other weapon is a heavy bolter. So they all have heavy bolters, Volkite Colverin. So this is a really good anti-infantry unit. Yeah, and he has four of those lying around. Right. So here he has those. And then for heavy support, I took a single Vindicator tank, which he has, I believe. Yep, has yes. a Vindicator. So he owns all of this stuff except for the Xiphon and the, the seven bikes, the five attack bikes and the two characters. Everything else he owns. And if you look, this sticks to his theme because he wanted a lot of Land Raiders. My list still has three Land Raiders in it, which is he already owns the three Land Raiders. Yeah, this will be a quick hard-hitting list, especially with those Land Speeders, the Xiphon you've added in. Um, why the Apothecary, though? That's just to back up the Praetor. So the Apothecary... Yeah, so... Well, and also, you got to remember, he has an Augury Scanner. Augury Scanner allows you to intercept within 18 inches with heavy and rapid fire. So attack bikes have both heavy and rapid fire weapons. So he'll be able to intercept with five multi-meltas and five twin link bolters, plus the twin link bolters on the two characters, if something Good deep call. strikes within 18. So Good somebody call. has like uh, a unit of five Meltavets or something like that, and they're trying to deep strike in on your shit, uh, that's pretty... That will heavily discouraged because you can melt down five dudes before they get to shoot pretty easily. Yeah. And unlike a Daredeo or a Mortis, they have 360 firing arc, so it's pretty cool. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of the idea. Um, so it, like you said, it makes the Praetor and the attack bikes more survivable and also gives them that intercept. And like a, he already owned the Apothecary, so I just thought, well, I'll use the Apothecary, but they'll just have to to convert it up. Bike. Yeah. yeah, I wanted I wanted to use this model. Okay, so Mr. Nile at the end of the story here, he's got a gore story. He says, I volunteered as a first aider quite a while ago and worked at many events. One event had a lovely reputation. I was placed at one of the campsites. My friend volunteered us to work on the second campsite without telling me. 24 hours working. We got a call that someone had been injured at a perimeter fence and and security and EMT were bringing him in. Two guys had tried to jump the fence and one of them had landed badly and dislocated his ankle. Ow. When he arrived, he was barely conscious from the pain and not coherent at all. But the doctor set it to work and while his friend was told the only free thing he was getting was a trip to the hospital and a statement to the police. 
The doctor administered some painkillers and decided to relocate the uh, relocate the ankle, while two of the largest security guards held him down. I'd never heard someone scream so loudly before and for so long. It looked like the doctor was pulling on that foot for five minutes. At the end, doctor cleared him safe for transport where the hospital could complete the full relocation. Yes, he had to go through it again. Oh, fuck. It was quiet after that. The only other incident was a man who had gotten several stitches on his penis. <laughs> what the only explanation we got was his girlfriend has piercing oh my gosh like was this burning man like what the hell dude oh my god i guess burning man i don't know that's why you don't fucking date a girl that looks like she got in a fight with a tackle box go fuck yourself i'm all set (laughs) ladies with tackle box face you can call me that's all right it's fucking hilarious alright so next one is titled RFI list help plus oh hang on 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 you just jumped right into the next list bring something forth so we we just did basically two back to back imperial fist armor breakthrough lists but I want people to look at the differences between the two like compare and contrast like they are very drastically different you know, even though they're the same list, they don't really share. They only share a few units, and they have a totally different concept, kind of behind how you would go about using them. Two separate themes, two separate styles of units. The only thing they share is really the right of war and the uh, and the uh, well, they got color scheme. They, they both have <laughs> they both have predators because you have to for troops. Yep. They both have an attack bike unit. Yep. And they and they each have at least one Terminator unit, but I believe other than that, they're pretty much different. Pretty much different, yeah. Different fires, yeah. All that stuff. So anyway, just wanted to point that out. Yes, sir. Welcome to Heresy, boys. Same route of war makes you think it'd be the same list. It's not. All right. So next one comes from Powerful Cameron. He says, "Hey, my dudes. <laughs> What's up, bro?" I'm Cameron from Brisbane, Australia. What happened in Brisbane that I was looking for the other day? Oh, no, I got a call with a guy on Friday from Brisbane. Anyway. Did you ask him if he knew Tim and Michael? I want to, dude. Like, he seems like he would. Did you, have you ever noticed that people from Australia have a lot of teeth? They're all gums. Have you ever seen that? No? They have a wider mouth opening than everyone else. It must be something genetic. Yeah, I'm I've noticed so that. too. Like they got huge smiles. I actually also started watching this YouTube channel of dudes from Brisbane, I believe, or Sydney. Yeah, know. just go watch the that Midnight Oil old music video from the '80s, and you'll see what we're talking about. That lead singer guy. Yeah. But yeah, these like all these guys from YouTube, they like throw like they're just like wild dudes, and I just like they're coming up, and all I keep thinking is like, dude, Australia's coming up, man. Like, I hear a lot about Australia recently, and it's like the new like California. It's like the new cool. Anyway, so I love fucking Australians, man. All of them that I meet, they're just they're fucking hilarious. They're epic yeah. shit posters. I know that, like, on the internet, they're fucking wild dudes. And I think it's just because they've always been like shit posters. They've always had like really wild opinions, but now they're just finally getting good enough to internet to where they can talk about their opinions. Like it's just the internet's finally reaching them. They're finally getting like decent internet, and so now they get to share their opinions and. And get their their content out more and more. I don't know. They're they're fun though. I talked like 
it's pretty funny when like, I get messages. Like, there's certain people that I've met through this show that I talk to, like, at least on a weekly basis, but some of them every day. And it's weird to me. Like, I actually sat and thought about it the other day, and I talk to maybe more Australians that way than I do people from the U.S. anymore. <laughs> powerful, powerful heresy, man. Yeah. It's pretty all, cool. To all of our Australian friends, you guys are awesome. You guys are the best with your big ass teeth. Anyway, <laughs> it's a mouth opening. They're mouth openings. <laughs> They're all like got the flip, the what is that the that toothbrush that you had to have the flip top head, the old like cartoon. That's Australians. The flip top head. We just lost thirty percent of our listeners just yeah, now. They're laughing. They don't. They don't give a fuck. They'll be like, "Hey, you fucking cunt." Yeah, you cat, you cat. (laughs) (laughs) With you driving on the wrong side of the road and shit. All right. Yeah. Praise the queen. Anyway. uh, So, love the podcast and the industrial accident story and ball stories. Always leave me cringing or in tears of laughter. Keep up the excellent work. This isn't my story. It's a dude I went to tech college story. Uh, It involves his mates. A lot of a lot of bears. A pizza box and the police. So this guy's <laughs> <laughs> So this James guy and his mates are having a I, I always like when Tim goes into his hardcore Australian accent. Ah you cut <laughs> Go uh, get the a Bogan accent that Tim does. No no no, you're doing it wrong. Tim doesn't actually say words when he does his Australian accent. He just like says syllables and then every once in a while says cunt in there. I was just laughing about that the other day. He's like, Oi, care the fuck thought, mate. Fucking cat. That's pretty hilarious. <laughs> oh man! Like, <laughs> I'll get me a ciggy. Uh, when it, when Tim did his fucking Steve Irwin talking about bashing the snake with the tongs with the fucking rock in the door. Oh my god, my fucking stomach hurt. I was laughing so hard, my stomach and face hurt. Remember that? Oh, yeah, dude. We I, did I remember the, the glass with Tim, and he was talking oh. about the story with his brother when they yeah, were at whatever. Steve Irwin almost let him Steve die. Ir- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. There's an episode they have where he's talking about when they're in grade school and like their teacher like yelled at him and he gives her that like bogan accent and how they used to like smoke cigarettes outside like or smoke in the classroom and they were all pissed off whenever they made him stop smoking in the classroom. Oh, it's fucking hilarious. Ah, so anyway. Uh so this guy James and his mates are having a night of beers and some pizzas at the night. Go, as the night goes, they're talking about the shenanigans they got up to when they were kids. Uh, one of those times was how they took a shit in a pizza box and left it on someone's doorstep. Knocked on the door and ran off. So they have to. They had the bright idea of reliving that childhood prank, only now they're a drunk-ass 20-something-year-olds. It's like 10.30 p.m. now. One of them poops in a box, and they set off to find the perfect house to prank. After about 15 to 20 minutes of walking the streets, they find the perfect house. As he described it, it was a pretty flashy house. Nice hedge at the front with a small set of stairs leading up to the balcony and down light shining down over the front door. James drew the short straw and went up there, put the poop box down, knocked on the door and ran and back and hid behind the hedge with one of his mates. While the rest of the group ran off laughing, He's watching the door intently and out steps a police officer in full uniform with a golf club. He looks down at the pizza blocks and uses the golf club to flick the lid open. Then turns back inside and says, it's just, it's a shit. <laughs> it's a, it's a shit. 
<laughs> James and his mate burst into drunken laughter, jump up and yell, fuck you, because we're Australian, <laughs> and run back towards the home. <laughs> run back toward home. <laughs> they nearly make it back when they hear a car hammering up the road after them. It then stops, and a guy gets out and starts chasing them on foot and tackles James and pins him to the ground. It was the cop and his son. Shortly after, another three police cars turn up and escort James back to the house. Then interrogate him. Convince him he was targeting the officer. Convinced he was targeting the officer, the police then told him he needed to dispose of the shitty pizza box, but wouldn't let him put it into any other bin than his own. So James ends up walking home a bit worse for, a bit worse for wear with a court order and a pizza box full of poo. Later that <laughs> month, he had his court date and brought the record of this night. And, and in the record of this night, he told the class about it. He was given six months good behavior order and a stern talk to from the judge. All righty-o. All righty-roo. Good Lord, dude. Like, <laughs> that's what happens. That's why you don't shit in people's pizza boxes and go put it on their door. Why was he like, like, <laughs> like, why did he golf club it? Just uh, like, open it? I don't know. People need to see if they can find this video, though. I know I sent it to you. Mark Hunt uh, posted it on, like, his Instagram or something, like, a year ago, and I shared it with you about the Australian guy that got arrested for streaking through the wedding. And he's oh, half yeah. drunk, and he doesn't have his shirt on, and he's talking to some female Australian police officer in an interrogation room. And it's, like, the footage is the interrogation room footage. And he's, like, just having a good old time, half drunk, explaining why they did it and what they did. And it's, like, a five-minute fucking video. It is so funny, man. It's really good. People should see if they can find that. Or maybe Michael can find it. We'll post it up on our Facebook or something. But uh, anyway, this <laughs> reminds me of that. Just drunk Australians having fucking fun. Yeah. I will. I'll find it. I'll get it posted. I want to say it was that Sri Lanka. Anyway, we'll find it. Anyway, for his list. It says, I'm a fan. All right. I am an all right fan of Ultramarines and would like to help with a 2,500 or 300,000 point list that takes advantage of the Universal Special Rule and the Logos Ride of War. Uh, also, if you have any advice on models I should drop or pick up, I'd be really appreciated. Help me, Ready Free Istvanobi. You're my only hope. Uh, fully painted, I have the following for HQ. He's got a Praetor, Master of Signal, Chaplain, Damocles, Navigator. He's got an Apothecary, 6 Suzerians, 10 Breachers, 30 Mark IV Marines, 10 Mark III Marines, 6 Mark III Support with Plasma, 4 Mark IV with Melted Guns, 5 Mark IV with Heavy Bolters, 5 Mark IV with Rockets, 2 Rhinos, Five Filamentaris, Land Raider Phobos, Leviathan with Grav, Snippy Claws, and Phosphex, Whirlwind Scorpius, Five Heavy Support Last Cannon, a Spartan, Xiphon, Laser Destroyer with ra- Rapier, a Laser Destroyer Rapier, Four Pravian, a Pravian, Four Castlin Robots, I plan on converting to Castlex, a 10 Man Assault Squad, a Land Speeder with Grav, and a Vindicator. So, what'd you do? Istan Vanobi. All right. I'm not a fan of Lectos Logos Lectora for multiple reasons, but I stuck with it. Uh, so I got a Praetor taking Logos Lectora with Bolt Pistol, Paragon Blade, Melt Bombs, Digital Lasers, and Iron Halo uh, as his HQ. That guy is taking a bodyguard of Invictus Suzerains because you can take them as a bodyguard. It's the only way to get the banner with him. 
So one guy is upgraded to the banner dude, and then two of those guys have thunder hammers. So you have six of those guys. So a total of six. One has a banner, two have thunder hammers, and the other three are just normal. And they have a dedicated Land Raider Phobos with Dozer Blade and Armored Ceramite. Um, for your second HQ choice, I have a Master of the Signal with Artificer Armor. And he has a dedicated Damocles Command Rhino. And then for the third and final HQ choice, I have a Chaplain with Crozius uh, Arcanum, which is an axe. And he has Artificer Armor, Melt-A-Bombs, and Boarding Shield. And he's going to go in with the Praetor and Suzerains in that Phobos. For troops, I have 10 Assault Marines. Uh, two of the 10 have Power Weapons. I would do Axes, but you can do what you want. Uh, the Sergeant has Artificer Armor and Power Weapon. And then the entire unit has Melt-A-Bombs. For the second troop's choice, I have 10 Breachers. Uh, all... 10 of them, or sorry, 9 of the normal guys, so all of the normal guys have power swords. Um, the sergeant has artificer armor and power fist, and then the entire unit has melt-a-bombs. That's an expensive fucking unit. That's a huge unit. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's 320 points for 10 dudes, but it'd be alright. Uh, for the third troop's choice, I have 10 uh, normal tactical marines. Uh, I bought the extra chain swords for them. So they have bolter, bolt pistol, and chain sword. They have the trifecta. The sergeant has artificer armor and power fist, and they're in a rhino with pinnel mounted multimilta. And then for the, what is that? Two, three, wait, hang on. One, two, three, four. So for the fourth troops choice, I have five tactical support marines. All five of them have plasma guns. And they're in a Rhino with Pendle Mountain and Multimelta. Uh, for Elites, I have an Apothecary detachment. Uh, first apoth- There's three Apothecaries in the attachment. The first one just has Artificer Armor. The second one just has Artificer Armor. And the third one just has a Jump Pack. So the Jump Pack one goes with the Assault Marines. Uh, another one goes with the Suzerains. And... Where's the third one go? Um, hang on. Oh, the third one goes with the breachers. So, third one goes in the breacher squad. Okay. Uh, for fa- for fast attack, I have a Xiphon with ground tracking auguries. Um, because he owns it, and it's not bad. Uh, for heavy support, I have a Spartan. Uh, assault tank with armored ceramite and dozer blade. This is where the 10 breachers and the apothecary go. Um, I would also, you can either put the chaplain in here or put it with the suzerains and their land raider. I would personally put it with the suzerains. That's where he's meant to go, but you could put him with the breachers if you wanted to. Um, and then for the second uh, heavy support slot, I have five heavy support marines. All five of them have las cannons and the sergeant has an augury scanner. So these guys, fluff-wise, are meant to go in the Damocles with the Master Signal. Okay. There's spots for them, but you don't actually have to put them in there. So fluff-wise, this army is essentially... (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So fluff-wise, because you got the five tactical supports in the Rhino, the ten tacticals in the Rhino, the ten breachers in the Spartan, the ten assault marines are obviously jump-packed, jumping around. 
the suzerains go in the land raider and the master signal and the heavy support marines go in the um damocles so every and then you have the xiphon flying around on its own so everything in this force is mobile like in the fluff if you imagine it going into battle it can get where it needs to go uh so i tried to keep it fluffy in that aspect i also gave this army like a scatter shot of units and abilities and what it could do because if you look at what the logos lectara does you get to choose a special ability every turn i believe one is overwatch at bs or make snapshots at bs5 uh, one is when you run, you get to reroll run or get bonuses to running or some shit like that. And I believe the other one's counterattack. I think that's right. But anyway, I wanted, and then the ultra, the ultramarines generic rules are if you shoot at something with an ultramarines unit, which is essentially almost anything, then all Legion Astartes ultramarines can reroll rolls of a one to wound and reroll armor pin or re-roll something on armor pin or vehicle damage or something uh, against vehicles. I'd, so I wanted to give a wide variety of units, like some that were good in assault, some that had heavy weapons, some that were anti-infantry, um, all that, so that no matter what ability you picked, um, it would some of your army could take advantage of those abilities, if that makes sense. Yeah, super cool. So you got all the different like you have you can take advantage of their their actual ultramarine special rule, and then you're also taking full advantage of the right of war. You pretty much have dedicate like you have range on pretty much every unit out there. So I like it. Yeah, Sounds I think it's cool. Yeah, it, it's it's definitely something you're gonna have to really know your rules. You're gonna be able. You're need to, gonna need to pick the correct ability that you need to pick at the right time. And you're going to have to know what order to shoot your shit in to get advantage of the ultramarine rule. This is one of those that the more, the higher player IQ, like the higher game skill, higher game IQ that you have, the better this list is going to play. Yeah. It's like chess. <laughs> like you got to plan your turns quite a bit ahead and, know which rule that you want to throw out at the right time. Yeah. But I think this unit's also, or this army's also like full blown. Uh, Highlander. Highlander. Yeah. I don't think there's any repeating any. Oh, he's got two rhinos in the army. That's the only thing that repeats. But that's that's it. okay. Two rhinos. That's allowed in Highlander. No problems there. True Highlander list. If that really bugs him, he could always wait for the termite to come out and get a termite. Oh, you can't possess <laughs> deep strike. This this right of war doesn't allow deep striking. I forgot. Yeah. All right. So let's go for that one. Is that all you want to say for that one? We got the poop pizza story and ultramarines list out of that. Two completely separate things. Yeah, that was a fun one. It's pretty cool. I think that army will look neat. Like, imagine that on a display board all painted up, how cool that will look with all the variety of shit in it. Painted in that Henry Steel Ultramarines blue? My God, it'd be beautiful. It'd be beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. So, next list that came up comes from Robert. It says, World Eater's Sacrificial Offering List. Oh, two things I really like together. 
says, Ryan, I was hoping that you could help me with my list. I've attached a quartermaster file for you to take a look at when you get a chance. The list is 2,500 points, but the reason that it shows 2429 is because I couldn't find a way to put the required fortification in the list. I'm using an Aegis defense line and the comms relay upgrade that comes to 70 points. My idea of the army is the militia waiting behind the defense for the world eaters to come on from the sides. I used part of your idea about a Medusa platforms when making the list. I just want a fun, fluffy list that has a chance to win but isn't too over the top. Feel free to change anything around if needed. Here are the models I have on hand. He's got a ton of models that we don't need to go through. Uh, I appreciate your help, and I look forward to meeting y'all at Heresy Camp. I already have my five-day ticket. Powerful Robert. So, yeah, dude. What did you do? I've seen this list. I've seen a list like this before. Yeah, but uh, Josh does one. Yeah. Uh, so this is what I did. So I got Karn, and he's taking sacrificial offering, and he has Gore Child. Um, then I took a chaplain with. Crozius Arcanum Axe, because he's a world eater. Not only are axes the preferred power weapon, but it's actually super fucking fluffy in this list. Um, and he's got Artificer Armor, uh, a Chain Axe, so he's got a Power Axe and a Chain Axe, which is kind of fucking funny. Um, I figured you could switch between the two if you needed to strike an initiative or whatever. Yep. Uh, so he's got a Power Axe, a Chain Axe, Artificer Armor, and Refractor Field. Um, for troops, I took a 20-man tactical squad. Uh, they just have bolt pistol chain axe. The sergeant has artificer armor and power fist. Um, for the second troops choice, I took another 20-man tactical squad. They just have bolt pistol chain axe. The sergeant has artificer armor and heavy chain sword because that's how he has his guys armed. Um, for elites, I have the uh, apothecary detachment. Uh, with two apothecaries in it. The first apothecary has Artificer Armor and Chain Axe. The second apothecary has Artificer Armor and Chain Axe. And they will go in each of the 20-man tactical squads. Uh, for the second Elite's Choice, I have 10 Webmaster Vets. All 10 of them have Chain Axes, including the Sergeant, and all 10 of them have Melt-A-Bombs. So just fucking 50 Chain Axe attacks on the charge with Melt-A-Bombs to back that up for vehicle. Simple. Yep. And cheap. <laughs> very so very for, well, Dieter. Uh, For fast attack, I have a single javelin on its own with multi-melta. So it's multi-melta link cyclone missile launcher. For the second fast attack choice, I have another just single javelin with penalty multi-melta and cyclone missile launcher. For heavy support, I have a predator with turret-mounted executioner plasma destroyer. So just the pl- uh, plasma predator. Uh, for the second heavy support slot, I have another uh, Plasma Predator. For the third heavy support slot, I have a Sikorin Arcus Strike Tank with Sky Spear Warheads and Dozer Blade. Um, for Lord of War, I have a single Crusade Fleet Avenger Strike Fighter with Kraken pen- two Kraken Penetrator missiles, two LAS cannons, and the big chain gun, and Battle Servitor Control, so the standard loadout for an Avenger. Uh, for allied militia, I have a force commander that's naked except for tainted flesh, which is the, what, fear, six plus 
feel no pain and rending one, I believe, right? Pretty yeah, sure. The the mean one. Yeah. yeah. The me- the mean one. The um, well, it's one. kind of. I mean, they're still only leadership six or seven or some shit, so it's pretty easy to make them break and run. But not, uh, not in this ride of war. Not in this ride of war. Well, they're stubborn, but it's still fifty fifty. You don't take the negative modifier to losing, but you still only pass fifty percent of the time, even at full leadership. Oh yeah, you're right. Anyway, uh, so for troops, you have uh, thirty levies. They have discipline collars. I think they're only stubborn in their deployment zone, right, or behind the fortification or something like that. Uh, I think it's in the in the deployment zone. Yeah. So Which, I went ahead and gave these guys dis- discipline collars because it was only ten points. Because this is a more aggressive army that's going to want to move forward. It's like I said, it's only ten points. It's not a big deal if he wants to drop it. But I gave him the discipline collar so they're stubborn anywhere on the board. So it's just thirty levies with pistol and close combat weapon. And then for the second and and discipline collar for the second troops choice for his allied detachment, I have another thirty levies with pistol, uh, close combat weapon, and discipline collars. I didn't mark pistols on this other one, but I'm doing that now. For heavy support, I have a uh, artillery carriage uh, battery with three Medusas. Um, all three Medusas are upgraded to breacher shells. And then for his fortification, I have an Aegis defense line with comms relay so he can re-roll uh, reserve rolls for all that shit outflanking him. Smart, smart man, smart man. I've never heard you take of a, a plasma executioner. So, on the uh, on the predator, well, there. he's got him. He owns them. It's a good unit. I have some. I like them. It's just one of those things a lot of people don't own. Um, what people have to keep in mind when I do lists on the show, I'd say seventy five percent of the lists we do are more. Is I have this specific list of models I want you to use. So because I don't see the plasma tank, it's not something I use. Or they've chosen to use a right of war that it's hard to fit tanks in. Or they've done something where I have to use all the heavy support slots on other stuff or whatever. But the plasma tank is definitely a solid choice. I own one for my word bearers, one for my blood angels. Um, and that's it. But I do like it. it. It usually works really well. Especially outflanking, man. That's a... That's yeah, wild. that's the one thing is it is it sucks at killing armor because it's only strength seven. It is AP two, so if you do pin, it's just as effective as the last cannon as far on the damage table. Um, but it's it's three individual shots. But like you said, outflanking now all of a sudden you can you know shoot something in armor ten or whatever in the ass, and then it gets real fucking scary. It gets real scary. Yep. Very cool, man. Very scary. I couldn't imagine because you have these Medusas that are going to be just pounding you. And then, like, are you going to move forward to shoot them or are you going to uh, wait for those predators to come on? Like, that it's it's a it's a rough list to pick what you want to stop hitting you. So, very cool. I like it. All right. So next up, it's actually the last one. Hey, this before we oh. even before we even read this out, 
this is going to blow your fucking mind. I've never seen someone spend so much goddamn time on their like list layout, like putting forth their army. It's goddamn mind blowing. This guy deserves a medal pinned to his chest, a Harris medal. Just pointing that out. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So this comes from powerful, powerful Peter. Peter titled. He's a cool message, dude. This is somebody I talk to frequently on Facebook Messenger. Real nice dude. He says, Mr. Kimmel, I thought I'd drop you a copy of my side project I'm working on for a local campaign. I am running out of here in Germany, where I am currently serving. In terms of hobby, it is just me and three others. I'm an avid 30K player and hobbyist. My Ultramarines are my love, pride, and joy. But I also have a sizable Mechanicum and Militia force that I, that support them. <laughs> I have a Raven Guard Legion force that I'm working on, and my second favorite force is the Sons of Horus. However, as there are three loyalists, my Sons of Horus will gain more out outings once fully painted up. And join forces and with my pals, Sons of Horus Armies. Uh, sons of his sons of horse army the guys that i game with are like me primarily driven by the idea of narrative forces and games we are not whack types at all this should explain why it is that i have so far only included a vigil operati list in the document in future this document will expand to a include many lists that i can draw upon the VO list and the way that I envision employing it are at the end of the document, so feel free to jump to, tr to that. However, you can read the background I have created for my chapter of uh, 13th Legion and the campaign in the world of Absalom's Monument. It is nowhere near finished, but I would entirely appreciate your view on the project so far. Eventually, each unit I possess will have a unit entry in the style of Codex of the Black Books. Essentially, my 13th Legion chapter, the 20XX1ST. What is that? Like? Well, X is 10, XX is 20, so I guess that's 21st. 21st? Okay. Yeah, that's right. Is that right? Yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's right. Will by the 41st millennia be the Praetors of Orpheus chapters. As a 40k chapter, they are known for their closeness to the 40k Admech. This project then attempts to answer the 10,000 year history of why this is so. A Vigil Operati is list is unique and highly narrative army type. My aim is to create it is it is simply to include three legions of the Imperial Mil Military Legionnaires, milit Militia, and Robots. In the early battles, we will have a campaign. We will have the campaign. Oh, okay, whatever. In the early battles, we will have the campaign. Your view on the list would be appreciated. How you feel it fits with the theme I am going for, and if I were to take it to events, how should I modify it to not get my artist kicked completely? I have the honor to. I have the honor to be, sir, your obedient servant, Peter. <laughs> And he sent a uh, r ridiculously edited document with, like, full fluff and background of his army. Like, it's got star maps. It's got a list in it. It's got background. There looks to be, like, custom artwork in here. Uh, the list above is a list built to character, the full Gilliman Gestapo Police Action Force. <laughs> As the background <laughs> develops, it will be made clear that the 
the 21st are experts at this sort of pacification operation. So it's pretty crazy, dude. Like, so he's got this full fluff, like all this background for a campaign he's running for three dudes. Like, <laughs> I can only oh, imagine. Oh, it's intense, dude. I was blown <laughs> away. Like, I was, I've never seen anything like this before. This is like A plus, sir. A plus. A plus. What, <laughs> he's doing this for his three dudes. I can only imagine what he would do with like a full crew once he's back in the States. No, no, no I think he's English. Oh. Never mind. I could be wrong. I thought he was English. Pretty sure. We'll never know. If he wants to move here, move to my game club. We w- we'll take this attitude. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't imagine anybody would have a problem with taking him. Yeah. You could be my wingman anytime. <laughs> so what'd you do for him? Well, you didn't read his list. Are you not going to read oh. his list? I can't. Oh, so his list, his list is uh, his Legion Centurion in Artificer Armor. He's got a Vigilator, a Legion Pravian that's taking some Vorax, a Caesarean Squad, uh, a Preacher Squad. He's got 10 of them boys. A Recon Squad, another Recon Squad, a Loctera squad, a Mortis Contemptor with twin carries, and his ally choice, he's got a another Force Commander. Oh no, this is going to be a, a Militia Force Commander. Uh, he took Warriors Elite and Gene Crafted. Then under his troop choice, he took a Grenader squad. Yeah, nothing special except for a couple grenade launchers. And a Militia squad Ultimus, which is 20 dudes. And the heavy support choice, he took uh, two Vanquishers with whole-mounted last cannons. And that all comes down to 3,000 points. So altogether, he's got a couple Vanquishers, a Mortis Contemptor, a Locturus Squad, a couple Recon Squads, a Breacher Squad, and a Phobos, and his Hazarian rolling around in a Phobos. So it looks like a lot of heavy armor up front. But anyway, yeah. what you do? So so I didn't actually rewrite his list because I mean, think of all the work that he put into each fucking unit and writing fluff for it and why it exists and all that like who am I to like take shit out and put new stuff in that he's got to redo all that work, you know what I mean? And his um, thing and he guys, says he play- all of these units were named. I just didn't read off the names. That's why it was taking me so long because I had to like read their name first and then I had to figure out what it actually was. So also, the list really isn't that bad. Like, I, it, he's right. Like, this isn't the most powerful right of war, but it's one of those if used correctly uh, has some tricks. I actually personally like the right of war a lot. If I played Ultramarines, um, I would definitely give this a go. If you go back and listen to past episodes, I've actually done this right of war a few times, um, and we, we talk about tips and tricks with it. I don't. People are going to now ask me what fucking episode. I don't know, man. We got a lot of episodes. We're lazy as fuck around here, and we don't timestamp anything <laughs> or put like what episodes most shit is half the time. So just go to the list library and look for Ultramarine list and find um the one that uses that right of war if it's even in there because you got to remember mid show we switched from what was Battle Scribe we used to use Battle Scribe and then they changed it and it didn't work very good anymore and we switched to Quartermaster and all those lists before that that we did on Battle Scribe 
we don't have anymore. My battle scribe, it quit working. So um, it may have been older. So you may have to go back to older episodes and try to find it. Or maybe there's some super dedicated listener out here that has all of our episodes memorized that knows what fucking number that's on. But I don't know. But we did. We've done this right of war a few times. It's actually pretty cool. So um, I wrote. I just basically just wrote him back. And I'm just going to read my email uh, that I sent him. Oops. I clicked off of it. Okay, here we go. So I said, I love the list and fluff. I love the amount of work you obviously put in and your, and love your theme. Uh, lists will be fine in a toned-down environment. At an event, it will be lacking in the anti-armor department. You really need to get melt-a-bombs on that entire breacher squad if possible, because currently it just has it on the sergeant. Uh, I said, you might swap the Locutorus squad for standard assault marines with all melt-a-bombs. Because if you look at it, Locutorus squads, it's a decent unit. They're slightly more expensive than assault marines. Um, they're way better at anti-infantry than assault marines, but they're they can't take melta bombs on the whole unit. They can only take it on the sergeant. So because he's lacking in anti-armor, um, he could just magnetize like his uh, power sword arms on his locutorus for chain sword arms, and just yeah. do an arm swap and use them as either or. And it's gonna keep the same theme of the list with a jump pack unit, and he can keep all the same fluff and all that shit for the most part. Um, but it'll give him more anti-tank because it'll allow him to put melt-a-bomb on those guys. So that was kind of my plan there. So, like I said, you might swap the locutors for standard salt marines with melt-a-bombs. You could even use the same models to represent them uh, or assault marines, depending on the environment you're in. If you drop a single recon unit, you could buy melt-a-bombs for the other recon unit and the breachers. So that was my recommendation was to get rid of one recon squad and then use those points to buy melt bombs for the other recon squad and the entire breacher unit. Like I said, all these changes are only necessary in a more competitive environment and you w it wouldn't require any different models. Uh, so just try it a few different ways and see what works for you. Uh, also, I've written a few armies with this right of war uh, in the past so you can check out the list library. Um, he said, thank you. I will check out the list you made. The locutorists are a headache. Uh, you can't take their unique, you can't use their unique rule if you take them in a standard logos list due to the limit on deep strike, hence the inclusion in this force. I like the two plus armor and power weapons, but we'll look at the idea of dropping them for standard assault troops and outfitting them with the melt bombs. Uh, thanks for your time to read it. So. Yeah. But I love this. I love getting shit like this. This is like pretty super inspiring to shout to to see how much of a fucking failure you are at the hobby on how much time <laughs> other people put into shit. I wrote my list, and here you go. Here it is. Holy shit! <laughs> this is a this is a manuscript of your the birthdays of all of your members of your army. What their favorite color is. This one has a list of fears. And wow, this other one—I can't fucking find who this was for. I hopefully I sent him. Why did I not copy? I'll read this email out, and if this is your email and you heard this. Uh, tell me who this is, and uh, uh, tell me if I've contacted you because I looked. 
me and Michael, before we started the show or started doing these lists, I emailed him the list that I had and I have this print off. So I have it somewhere in my email, but I couldn't find it. But he says, Hey fellas, I've just started white scars Legion, which will be finished at 3,500 points. But at the end of the year, I've been going for about six weeks and I'm 1000 points fully painted so far. I thought I'd send you my list and see what you think. I'm trying to do full jet bike force or as much as possible and keep it as fluffy as possible. It's pretty simple and really fast. Uh, Praetor with the squad and sergeant without sergeant librarian with the heavy support jet bikes and apothecary with the outriders. The outriders will be a harassing unit to throw enemies at the backfield and melt bomb plasma any campers. Uh, jet bikes buzzing around shooting infantry with the speeders and aircraft to pick off walkers and tanks. The rest of our group has plenty variety of legions and models, so I've tried to get the most most things covered. Uh, I know you're busy with lists, Ryan, so I will understand if I don't hear anything for a while. Uh, I've also got two squads of sniper vets and a delegatus that I'm using for ZM Centurion, but I'm avoid putting them in scoring Brotherhood list to keep all jet bike and bike theme. Here's my delegatus just for giggles. So here's the thing. I printed this off, and whenever I finish a list, Michael can see it. Whenever I finish a list, I write done on it. I print it off and write done so I know that I've done. So this list is in the list library somewhere, but whatever I the shit that I printed off, it doesn't have his name attached to it for some reason. So I don't and all my list in my list library I have the person's name is what starts the list, so I can't even find it in here because I have five hundred lists I'd have to fucking scroll through to find this one. <laughs> uh, so I can't tell you what I did, but I did finish it. So whoever's list this is, please email in or message me and let me know who it is and make sure I at least sent you a copy. I can't read it out on the show because I can't find it and I don't know your name, but apparently I've emailed you or probably sent this list because I did write done on it. But, <laughs> so sorry about that. It's all good, Ryan. It's all good. They understand. I'm sure they understand. Well, it's been a while since we've done lists because of all the other shows and then me missing the episode. So I think some of these go back like three weeks, and I do so many, I can't keep track of whose it is and, and all that. And I like I said, I we look forward to getting the show, and I just I couldn't find it. So I did, like, I, it's done somewhere because I wrote done on it. I just can't find it. <laughs> oh well. If I had Just get a hold of I us, guys. Get hold of us. That's your list. Get a hold of us. Michael at warmer30k.com. Oh, hang on. Hang on. Ryan, oh, oh. This might be it. This is it. I found it. Let's go through this, son of a bitch. Sorry about that. So, this is Mike F. So, Mike F, here's your list. If I didn't already send it to you. Uh, it's got a Praetor, uh, taking Jacorian Brotherhood right of war. He's got bolt pistol, Mastercraft Paragon Blade, Melt-A-Bombs, Digital Lasers, Iron Halo, Cyberhawk, and Scimitar Jet Bike. It's a big, expensive Praetor. Uh, for the second HQ choice, it's a Librarian with four sacks, level two. He's got Master Level 2, Melt-A-Bombs, Refractor Field, Scimitar Jet Bike. Uh, for the third HQ, I got a Primus Medicae with Power Glaive, Melta Bombs, and Scimitar Jet Bike. For troops, I have five Skyhunter Jet Bikes. Uh, all five have Melta Bombs. The Sergeant has a Power Glaive. 
So this is where you're going to put the Praetor and Primus Medicae. Um, for the second troop's choice, I have six Skyhunter jet bikes. Two of them have Volkite Culverins. The other ones just have Heavy Bolter. The Sergeant has Powerglaive. For the second and third... Or, sorry. Yeah, second, third, and fourth troop choice, those are all the same. So there's three squads of the one I just read. So three squads of six jet bikes, two Volkite Culverins, Sergeant with Powerglaive. Uh, so that's four troops choices so far. So the fifth troop choice is three Outrider bikes, all of them with twin link plasma guns. And for the sixth and final troop choice, it's another three Outriders, all with twin link plasma guns. I only like putting plasma guns on these bikes if there's only three as like a backfield harassing unit because they can come in from outflank and shoot that Scorpus Whirlwind or whatever with three twin link plasma gun shots or sorry, six twin link plasma gun shots to get rid of it. It's too expensive of an upgrade to give a unit that's any larger than this. Because three dudes, just three Outriders with Twin Link Plasma Guns is 165 points for a three-wound unit. Good lord. And it just goes up from there. They're they're like 50 or 60 points of fucking bike with Plasma Guns. It's absurd. So, you just... <laughs> it's too expensive to do big units of them. Um... For the first fast attack slot, I have a squadron of javelins that consists of two javelins. Uh, both javelins have multi-meltas and twin-link cyclone missile launchers, and both javelins have two hunter killers each. So total of four hunter killers in the unit. For the second fast attack slot, I have that exact unit. So another two javelins squadron with multi-meltas, two hunter killers on each, and twin-link cyclones. And for the third and final fast attack slot, I have a squadron of land speeders consisting of five normal land speeders. All five of them have multi-meltas and hull-mounted graviton gun and a single hunter-killer missile uh, per speeder. So that's a fucking nasty anti-armor unit. <laughs> um, for heavy support, I have a single unit of five jet bike sky slayers, all with multi-meltas. And then for... <laughs> The Lord of War, it's Michael's favorite thing. Three, count them, three Crusade Fleet Avenger Strike Fighters, all three of which have uh, two wing-mounted Kraken heavy penetrator missiles and Battle Servitor, and then the last cannons that they come with. Um, that's pretty fucking foul, the triple Avenger, but you got to remember this is a, tw- a 3,500-point list, so it's not as bad as it seems. Like they Three at 2,500 or less? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not... Let's be honest here. Three at 2,500 or less is kind of... It's rough. Approaching douche. Yeah, it's kind of approaching douche territory in a way. <laughs> you almost have to not jink one just to make your opponent feel bad. Feel good. <laughs> like you, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, shoot one down. I get it. But I, I felt like three is actually necessary in this list because you just have those... The Sky Slayers with the Multimeltas, which will suck and then die or die and then suck in one of those two orders. Um, I can say that uh, confidently because I have a unit that I play repeatedly and they've never done a fucking thing for me in any game I've ever used them in. They're terrible. Um, but definitely run them. They look cool. They're they're hilarious when they die, I guess. Um, so really, your only anti-armor that you can count on uh, are the... Two units of javelins, 
the big land speeder squadron and the Avengers, everything else is pretty much anti-infantry. So I, I don't think anybody would have a problem with the triple adventures. In no, this especially not list. somebody running a fire raptor. Yeah. Keep your eyes open. Well, it, de- it depends. Just if you can just go second, let that fire raptor come on first and then just come on and shoot it with three Avengers. <laughs> it's very anti white scars, but just you gotta, gotta go second. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully they don't figure out what you're doing. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> you were fine. That's it. That's all we got. That's all of them. We did get an email today about sisters. It's just asking a question. Do you want to answer the question real quick? Sure. That way we feel completed and we can put this thing to bed. Sure. Absolutely. So What's Samuel Voke. Samuel Vogt wrote in a question. Hey, Ryan, I appreciate appreciate you taking the time to have a look at my email, and it would be great if you could give me a push in the right direction. Basically, I'm trying to make a themey but not totally useless army based around a knight errant and Sisters of Silence. But, uh, more of a force Malkador... More of a force of Malkador rather than a marine army. I've wanted to make a Sisters Force for a while. Uh, With the upcoming Black Book Demon list, it seems like the perfect time to actually do it. Main problem is I don't own Inferno, and I'm not really heresy experienced enough to know where to start. I realize that I'll probably need to have a detachment of Solar Auxilia or a Militia, or swap it around so Sisters are in the detachment in medium to large game to have the element of anti-armor or anti-tank. Any thoughts on how to make this work would be graciously appreciated. I've, uh, I've already made this list, Michael. So, I mean, really, the Inquisitors with Multimeltas aren't terrible. They're pretty dope, actually. Uh, anti-tank. I, well, that's the thing. Like the, They have Multimeltas, and then they also have the, the two missile launchers, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, so it's a, lot it, of, it's a lot of strength eight, and they can flank real easy. Yeah, they're super fast, so getting behind the enemy is actually extremely easy because not only do they have scout, like they like they are also fast skimmers, so they can just like roll around anywhere. Uh, so by turn one, you're already on the sides of your enemy, uh, if not behind them. So you're just pumping out that strength eight wherever you want. That's just the strength eight is just standard loadout. That's just what they come with. Without upgrading, you just got your missile launchers that come on the Inquisitors. Uh, then you can upgrade your auto cannons to the, uh, the multi meltas. And then you're pretty much just sniping things off from there. Uh, staying that 12 inches away, coming in, rolling, sniping things out. Uh, it's not the best thing to use against the, uh, the heavy hitters out there. Like, you know, your fell blades or your, your typhons are actually, land raiders i actually even found you have uh, some problems with with stuff like leviathans that got armored ceramite and that four up save it's kind of difficult to to get through them uh but in the list that ryan wrote i actually take three avenger crusaders because now with the new horus heresy rule book you can take a, a suborbital strike wing uh with the talons of talons of uh the emperor list. Well, actually, so. you can take any you can take any generic thing off that list. So really, you can get a lot of anti armor from your Lord of War slot. And you got to remember that if it if it has less than so many hull points, 
what is it, eight? If it's eight or less, maybe, or seven or less, yep. you can take two in a War Machine detachment? Yes. So, I'm trying to think of what... So, you could take, like... And you can also take Imperial Knights as an ally. So, you could take two... You could take two Knights for anti-armor. You could take a suborbital Strike Wing with, like, three Avengers or three Thunderbolts uh, for anti-armor. Uh, I'm sure... You could well. You could take uh, any of the bane, most of the bane blade chassis tanks for anti armor because yeah. all of those are generic Lord of War. Um, so yeah, you could easily do sister primary and get plenty of anti armor. And then, like you said, you could also ally in something if you didn't want to do Marines. I'm trying to think of the best ally for anti armor, probably be militia. For fast attack, you could do a whole squadron of Sentinels with last cannons. That's five last cannon Sentinels. For heavy support, you could do like a whole squadron of Lehman Russes with Demolisher cannons or Vanquisher battle cannons, or do the artillery battery. Um, I think fluff wise, I think fluff wise the the tanks because the the sisters are going to be heavily mobile if you put them in the uh, the Inquisitors. So I think it would be fluffier to do uh, Lehman Russes or something that's mobile. Can can keep up, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think Sentinels would be cool, fast attack, and then maybe Lehman Russes for heavy support. And then if you take um, Survivors of the Dark Age, you can unlock Land Raider um, Proteuses yep. for your dedicated transports. So you could take two troop units of grenadiers and then put them in proteuses and then you could also take uh well you couldn't take an hq squad because you're you're gonna have to fill that slot with your uh force commander guy or whatever uh, but yeah you can get two proteuses in there which would be pretty that gives you some last cannons or whatever or you could go really big and do gorgons which have you can put what four you could put four normal last cannons and two twin link last cannons on a Gorgon. So you could run, you could run, technically you could get four super heavies in this list because you could run a war machine detachment with sisters with like, you know, two Imperial Knights or two uh, whatevers, two Minotaurs or whatever the fuck it has less than eight hole points. And then you could run two Gorgons as dedicated transports. For whatever, I'm just I'm not saying it would be great, or I'm just throwing it out there as like ideas to get any armor in there. <laughs> and at that point, you're just basically playing militia. At that point, <laughs> once you start, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, your sisters would still be primary. I mean, the thing is, a lot of these things are really cheap. Like sisters aren't super expensive points wise, and neither are militia. So you'd be surprised at how many bodies you can fit in there. Still have a bunch of points left over to throw in some crazy shit if you want to. For sure. But I think if you did like a squadron of two Vanquisher tanks for heavy support with militia and then did like the the five Sentinels and then maybe just did like a, a militia squad and an Arvis or yeah, a Grenadier squad and an Arvis with a twin link last cannon so that you had room to put your force commander in there with them and then did another Grenadier squad like in a Proteus because it has last cannons. And then for your sisters, did a bunch of Inquisitors, uh, and then maybe took a suborbital strike wing with some Avengers. That's plenty of anti armor. That's a lot of last cannons. That's a shitload of arm anti armor. 
But you're going to need it. You will need it. Because sisters cannot crack open tanks on their own. But like he was saying, he was wanting to, like if he wanted to play a really points game, and you were saying, well, you're mostly playing militia, I guess what I'm getting at is militia, you can get a huge amount of points out of just an ally detachment. Because you like just two Gorgons with all the last cannons and armored ceramite and all that bullshit is like 700 points or close to. And then you buy the 20 man grenadier squads to go in them. Then you buy a whole squad of three Lehman Russes vanquishers. Then you buy a whole squad of five Sentinels. Then you take your fucking force commander or whatever and survivors of the dark age and then upgrade their armor and guns and all that shit. And then you take a uh, Lord of War, either like something that allows you to take more than one Lord of War. Uh, and you're going to get, and the other thing is that we've not even talked about is you can also take, cause you, you're not taking a right of war. So you could take an altered force org chart like onslaught or something that gives you extra heavy or extra heavy support and extra, um, Lord of war slots. So that's the other thing you could do. The options are there. The options are there. I mean, really so, even running what I have now just with the, three Avengers. I mean, I could get away with two Avengers as well. They do fine against any armor. Like it's not like I, I've never felt like I needed to get a, uh, a, any, like an allied detachment of militia or anything like that. Like just what I, what I take now, I mean, just as much melted that I punch out and then the crack. But you're, well, I guess what I'm getting at is you're at 2,500 points and you've, you've already used your Lord of War slot and most of the other slots in the army. So like if he's wanting to play a 3,500 point game, he pretty much has to include an ally detachment just to get points. Yeah. Not even going into the whole sister special rule that makes you, uh, cause you're maxing out on your HQ as well anyway. Right. So you're pretty much 30, I think 3,500 is like the last bit before you can, no longer take HQs with what you can fit in points wise if you're taking transports. Right. Sex. But then you have to you, ally. Yeah, for your for your event I'm taking knights. Two of them. There you go. Allies that aren't good at killing tanks. I mean they're decent killing tanks, but that's not their job. They're just gonna scare shit. That's their plan. <laughs> I think that's it, man. We made it through all the emails and all the lists and all the voicemails. And we We're got to hear to some. Yeah, dude, we got to hear some crazy stories. It was a good time. It was a good time. We lost a couple of co-hosts along the way, but you know, we did it. It only took three days to record this episode. Three so. fucking days, people. Sorry, all you Android listeners, because <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're never going to let us post this one. But you know what? This 12-hour episode that just happened was for you guys, the listeners. Yeah, I gave up so much painting time just to do this. You have no idea. Thank you, powerful wizard. Thank you, powerful wizard man. I'm in my my wizard shirt. Yeah, wizard man. <laughs> That's what my wife calls me. Wizard man. If I wear a hoodie with my beard, a black hoodie, she calls me wizard man. When I well, say guys- some dumb shit, she tells me, Good talk, wizard man, and then just Good. ignores me and walks off. <laughs> Good talk, wizard man. 
Well, that's it for this episode, guys. If you have some stories you want to share with us or if you have some things, that a list that you want to submit, you can send those into Michael at Warmer30k.com, Ryan at Warmer30k.com, Derek at Warmer30k.com, or Scott at Warmer30k.com. If you want to leave us a voicemail with your stories, you can dial 209-RFI-30K0, and we will get that voicemail or play it on the show. If you're an international lister, you can just record that voicemail and send it to one of our emails. Uh, as well, if you really like the show and really like that, uh, we do have a Patreon. Uh, when you get into our Patreon, it's like a, you can do like a dollar an episode or something like that. We will grant you access to our Crusader host, uh, which will get you into a closed group and a closed chat, which goes on for fucking ever. Like it is like the nonstop heresy chat. Like it's wild. It's like work in progress all the time always somebody talking it's from people all over the world it's wild uh as well go check out uh powerful mad robot miniatures powerful cromlech.eu powerful deep cut studio and dragonforge bases those are all vendors that we really like so shapeways we like shapeways we like blood and skulls Pop goes I like the Blue Forge Terrain. Pop Goes the Monkey. Gadgets Plus on Shapeways. That's Powerful Comrade Quiche. It's a whole bunch of vendors. So, uh, Tabletop-art.eu. Everybody always asks me where I got my candles for my word bears. That's where that's from. I'm trying to think who else. Secret Weapon. Secret Weapon Miniatures, that's right. Powerful Secret Weapon Miniatures. Mr. Justin, my old GW sales reps brother. Well, that's going to be it, guys. Hopefully we can kick y'all to some more music. It'll play fresh in your ears. And y'all can forget about about that poor dog we talked about in the episode. Both. (laughs) The one that got (laughs) ate by a snappy turtle and the one that got suffocated in a overhead bin. (laughs) <laughs> it's been a rough week for a puppies guys it's been a rough week to be a puppy so yep <laughs> go uh go make sure y'all hedge your bets against united because <laughs> that stock ain't gonna stay up there for a while so y'all have a good one guys <laughs> bye <laughs>